0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 38 of the Bonehead podcast where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back everybody, I'm Ben and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. How you doing buddy, you okay?
1: Good as always, how are you?
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad. We'll talk about what's going on in the world in a minute, but uh, first of all, thanks very much for coming on the show again, Ben. So uh, what are we talking about, apart from that, on episode
1: Mm -hmm. 38? Uh, Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the Bonehead Bowl, having a little preview of that. Uh, Seven special rules and the usual games, hobby and star players.
0: So, as you probably know by now, we start every episode off by saying hello, and then we go straight into the news in the world of Blood Bowl. But, um, actually, there's some news in the real world that you probably have noticed that is massively affecting everybody at the moment. Yeah, which it's is
1: chaotic, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like, it's incredible. So, obviously, we're talking about the coronavirus. Now, you people listening probably listen to other podcasts which means you probably engage with social media and that means you engage with the news as well so everything that's going on you will have seen you'll see the progression you'll see what's happened in China and you know, Italy and the uh, the extent America's going to isolate and the extent to which England is bumbling into isolation um, very much so so we just wanted to say that stay safe as much as you can like it just it's not worth risking so, obviously, Ben and I were planning on going to um, the, the Bournemouth Bowl next weekend.
1: Yeah, we have spoken about that a lot on the podcast.
0: And, yeah, and you'll see so many of these NAF events and these Blood Bowl events being pulled. I mean, all the, all the stuff at Games Workshop HQ has been pulled. And, you know, people are going to lose money. There are people now who are being sent home from work. There are. It's a, this is a real thing. Like, and this has all kind of happened since the last time we recorded the podcast. Then,
1: yeah, I know. It's just funny how we had so much planned. You know, you don't. This kind of thing would never occur. It's so unprecedented. Like, it was the last thing anyone expected, and...
0: and and so immediate. I mean, we, yeah. You know, you saw you saw things coming up on the news, and then obviously you kind of make you know British humor, yeah. like sardonic jokes about it. But now it's real, it's right here. And I work in retail, so um, I'm a compliance manager, which means I get to see firsthand the, the genuine panic buying that happens in my
1: stores. God, yeah, about
0: that. I bet. I cannot believe it. Like, I remember the first week it hit it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday, and it was like, oh, this is great. Sales are huge, like, um, this is really a thing. And then it got to the end of the weekend, and I genuinely remember, like, finishing or uh, locking up the store on the Sunday night, And and just thinking, what if we run out of food, like genuinely, like in in the Ferrum store, I was looking at our stock, our stock supplies and everything. And I was like, we have no pasta. There is no flour. There is no this, like we sold out of this. And now it hasn't, it hasn't stopped, man. It hasn't stopped. I remember thinking for a split second, oh my goodness, what happens if we run out of food? Mm -hmm. And um, this is where that panic buying comes from. And it's not stopping. And the scariest thing is that schools are now done for the year. Yeah,
1: it's mental, isn't it? Like all the
0: exams have been cancelled, yeah. but, but that that means that this is carrying on. This is this is a planned event now until July. It's nuts, <laughs> and then we we don't know how much longer it's going to go on after after that. I mean, I, I've got people, um, you know, on on our staff who have been isolated for for several months because they've got health conditions that could make them very vulnerable. So it's been a case of you've been advised not to come to work for twelve weeks because of your safety because this can kill you that's just crazy
1: it, i i i think i've said it a couple of times like it's it just doesn't feel real like it doesn't it just feels really bizarre that This happened so fast that like it just doesn't so seem reality the world has changed the world yes. has genuinely
0: changed um however there's two caveats to this so first of all we have our next tournament that, that we're running, the Bonehead Podcast is running, which is the 30th of May. Okay, so that's over two months away. We're going to talk about it. We're still going to plan it and hope, we're just going to hope that the world is calmed down enough that we can actually run our tournament. Yeah, It's still two months away. The Bournemouth one is nine days away and that's just not going to happen because I'm not convinced we're going to be allowed out of our doors.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think we said like, even if it's, like, even if it still goes on, we're just not going to be there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Rob, uh, he messaged me he's uh, uh, one of the chats from the Isle of Wight, he said he and his crew are not they're just not going to be able to, to travel and Makes then sense. of course there's six six of us that are going to come from Wobble and it was the case of Vega that's immediately nine players that just aren't feeling it Yeah, um, because we just don't think it's going to be real I mean you see all these events cancelled it's it's the right thing to do and we cancelled our, um, our, club, our club night which is yeah. only about 20 people on a good day on a really good day and it's it's, it's fine like it's the safe thing to do just go home now what that does mean is that you will have possibly more time at home and more time to hobby and more time to think about painting things which i think is probably the default so i just want to talk about some of the some of the content we've got out there that you can use to entertain yourself while on lockdown so this is not a hard sell or anything like that it's just there's stuff you can watch have a join in have a chat with us and and just do some stuff so obviously we've got the podcast so there's there are now 38 episodes of the podcast so if you get bored and need someone to listen to while painting there's that's a lot of hours that's a lot of hours of (laughs) blah (laughs) blah. yep now more to that we have a new show coming soon on the podcast feed that we're going to trial for a little while called Roster Rumble now we're going to talk about that at the end of the show today so to give you more of an idea but from now there will be stuff to do for that show to start thinking about that show and a way to win prizes and special dice and things so bear that in mind. At the end of the show you're going to have information about that and that should be good fun and that's something we have planned anyway but now it just seems actually really really useful at the moment. Good time to do it. I think so. And talking about competitions and giveaways either this weekend or some point in the week depending on how just how busy my life ends up uh, we'll be announcing uh, some some more competitions in the next few weeks and they are the classic bonehead hey what about rules for this so you will have some uh, some thinking to do and hopefully some creative outlet other than painting um and if you are missing out on actually playing blood Bowl, we've got a bunch of a bunch of content for you as well so check out our youtube channel uh youtube.com forward slash the bonehead podcast we have got two series of sevens, so a pre-season and a full season of Blood Bowl sevens. And as of this coming Sunday, um, every week, there'll be a new episode for season two, which is all about stunty teams. But yeah, if you want to watch a load of Blood Bowl and a load of <laughs> a load of really bad play uh, with sevens, then you can check out our YouTube because it's, it's good. I loved it. I love doing that series. Um, and also, because the XFL has been cancelled, um, and because actually right now I want to play some Blood Bowl, and I'm not going to be able to get my fix every Sunday from seven. I will be streaming Blood Bowl two, if not more during the week. So today I got uh, got a chance to do two streams as tests. Um, they were good, and they were great fun. They were great fun. I was running Richard's uh, all noblar team. That's ridiculous, uh, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you know, I, hey,
1: I won a game, I can't in believe that. and I and I and I drew a game. Um, their win so, right now like in the club is really solid it's solid tier one oh, <laughs> oh, that's it
0: it's so good it's like this secret team that is that is eligible so uh, yes I intend to play more of that in my spare time but tying into that hoping in some way to create a Bonehead Podcast Blood or 2 Um if not for our local group but you know I want to get that out there as well. So there'll be more content coming, and hopefully a way for you guys to get involved if you've got Blood Bowl Two on the PC. And a friend of the show has offered to possibly run one on the Xbox as well. And I'm sure Richard wouldn't mind running one on the PS2. So PS2, <laughs> uh, PS2, PS4. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, I wish that'd be great. Wh- whatever they. Oh man, Can you imagine the graphics on that? Yeah. <laughs> um, that said, Blood Bowl was on the DS. Was on the really the DS? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it, it was. It was fine. <laughs> fine, the best. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was fine, it was fine, but it was still cool to be playing Blood Bowl on my Nintendo. I was like, This is yeah, this is my childhood right here. Um, so yeah, we will have hopefully some Blood Bowl 2 leaks coming as well. Now, if you want to get involved with us and talk about what you're doing hobby wise, what you're doing well, not game wise, but maybe even game wise, um, we do have a Discord channel and uh founder of the podcast rich kind of oversees it it's really great it's full of a bunch of great hobbyists and a great uh, great listeners so jump on that i'll put the link in the show notes just join in show us what you're painting have a chat there's a there's a, there's a different segment for most games so there's 40k there's age of Sigmar. there's painting there's real life you know you've got wednesdays and check-in tuesdays it's, it's a really great really great place and finally before we get to the real news We've got two new Facebook groups coming. So I'm hoping that by the time this goes live, they'll be out. But again, it depends on how much time I get to set things up. But there are two Facebook groups that I think we're lacking in the Blood Bowl world. And one is Blood Bowl 7s, which is all about Blood Bowl 7s. Absolutely. It's pretty obvious. It Given all there. the stuff we do here, I feel like the 7s stuff gets goes missing in the Blood Bowl community.
1: Definitely.
0: It just gets flooded away. And I know there's a, a load of you out there that really like 7s. Actually, I thought we'd create a little place where... People can focus on sevens and just chuck it in there. I expect it's all going to be duplicated stuff from the community, from the Blood Bowl community, but at least you've got a kind of focused area, so that'll be cool. And the the next one is My Baby, and I'm so excited about starting this, and it ties in very nicely with our second segment, which is the XBBL, the Experimental Blood Bowl <laughs> League, which is a Facebook group that I'm going to create. Well, I've created it already, but we're going to get out there, that is, that is just a place for you to put house rules for Blood Bowl.
1: It's the most bend thing um. ever. <laughs> Even if it's just you chilling out there, like talking yeah, to yourself. That's it.
0: Oh, there'll be there'll be at least friend of the podcast. Rob and I would be very surprised if uh, some of the guys who posted the um, sevens rules to us don't jump on there as well. But you know, yeah, it's the global community. It, if you post special rules, it can get uh, they can be downvoted a little bit. But actually, mm. having a community where you can come in and. Chuck in team designs and special rules and pitches and leagues and and stuff like that. I think it would just be a great place to to get some really creative ideas going on. So we'll be supporting that with the blood bowl with the with the, with the podcast to just kind of all you guys out there that are boneheads, you love creating rules for blood bowl, you love playing blood bowl. More blood bowl is more better. These are places that you should come and hang out with us. Um, so yes,
1: yeah, can I agree more? Be, Look forward
0: to it yeah be safe there's plenty of things to do we've got a great community a great game a great hobby just stay safe but keep active and i think as a community we can work together and actually enjoy this
1: six months of change yeah it's good to do something like distractions are healthy um it's it's pretty chaotic out there but try just just do things that make you happy get you you through it let's get to the real news so Ben we've actually
0: got some models to talk about this week yes we do we do indeed okay do you want to go with do you want, should we do the free one yeah See. let's do that that's nice, nice okay high let's point for that. hungry troll what a bunch of great great guys so basically hungry troll make uh, bubble miniatures they make great bubble miniatures I'm pretty sure those are the guys that did the um the World Cup team. Um, which was really well done. But they put a post out on Facebook three days ago saying, I know that staying home too much can be hard. I know that a lot of you have a 3D printer. So what they have done is they have announced and released a free SDL model um, so you can print off your own model for Blood Bowl. And do you recognize him, Ben?
1: I do indeed. He's called Reporter. (laughs) And uh, Yeah, I mean, he looks like Jim to me. This is Jim all day long, uh, and it's wicked. And yeah. I love that. I think that's a really great gesture. I know. I I think it's really sweet. Like digitally sculpting takes time and effort, and just the fact that I think I think they just did this and thought it's really fun. And like people probably aren't going to go out and rush out and buy this and make they have to make it up. So it's just a really good like thing to just be like here you go, have something. Yeah, like, I mean. It off, print it off,
0: print off yeah. for some of your friends, and just paint something. Have a painting project on us. So great job, Hungry Troll. Really like that. That uh, was really cool of you. Um, and anybody out there with a three D printer, uh, you know, drop drop us uh, drop us a message.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're still we're still trying to convince ourselves to get one in the group, aren't we? Like so, uh, well, someone needs yeah, to stand I up mean, and do it. I think it's, it's probably, probably going to be well, about. <laughs>
0: I was thinking about the bonus, I was thinking about the, uh, oh, the wedding, no. and I was like, okay, can we swing it in? And now I think I might have to spend it all buying toilet paper on YouTube, on uh, eBay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, because that's uh, that's what's happening here. So yeah, that's really cool work from Hungry Child releasing a free STL. Yeah. Uh, right, Ben, which one next? Which one do you fancy?
1: Uh, let's talk about Guardians*. I think.
0: So, this is awesome, and we've been kind of talking about this one for a little while now haven't we
1: we have yeah i think for the last three episodes maybe we've mentioned this one
0: they've done a good job of teasing it they've done a really good job managing it they mm. created a lot of hype and it is now here so this is death king's guardians from vortice miniatures it is a chemry team yeah undoubtedly <laughs> <laughs> so it's on kickstarter so get on kickstarter death king's guardians i will put the link in the show notes uh, so they've got 17 days to go as we're recording which is Monday, April the 6th which means the episode will definitely be out and in fact, let me just have a look at the calendar um, yeah, unless obviously things go very bad this episode and the next episode will be out by then so you'll probably hear hear us talk about this again next time uh, their goal is 5,684 English rounds and they have basically... Beat that five times now.
1: Yeah, I remember I think Drew in the Discord was talking about it yeah. and he was, just like, he was just like yep, just backed it, number two backer, and he was like oh, when it's done, it's like ten minutes later yeah.
0: Oh man, I, I didn't even know what backer I was, but they're up to 246 backers, and yes, I have backed it, Um because the price the price is alright, so just give you a quick rundown of the price before we even talk about the miniatures, because we, we've already talked about them, but we're going to go through it again Um £62 for four Tomb Guardians, Two Blitz Rars, two Throw Rars, five Skeletons. And Sobek, which is uh, that crocodile Blitzer thing, I think. Right. Like a star player. So that's 14 14 players, including, including four big guys, right? Yeah. For £70, including shipping. So Games Workshop Land, that's two teams and a big guy. Okay, that's what you normally have to put. You're looking at £60 for a Games Workshop team. This is £10 more. All unique sculpts, and they are they're, they're slightly cartoony, okay. And not to mention the free stretch goals on top of that. Oh man, the stretch goals! So they are absolutely hooning through the cash at the moment. And let's have a look at the so. Okay, so the stretch goals we've got so far: we've got uh, a Excuse relic me? coin, some yeah. balls, and some markers. That's the social stuff. That's all done. There's a lightning bolt. That's pretty cool. Like a little uh, wizard token. You've got a timer, clock. So that's all just stuff. There's a trophy they've unlocked. There's a star player with a chainsaw they've unlocked. Uh, another Arc Relic token, the coach. Have you seen the coach model? Yeah, he's great. It's like a guy on a throne. <laughs> Big <laughs> throne.
1: Yeah. I mean, Blood Bowl, absolutely. But also, that would not be a bad thing for D&D players. Oh, not at all. That's like a Skeleton King kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, four
0: prone uh, uh, The markers for mummies. Stunned markers for mummies, which are really cool. They're in, like, sarcophagi, mm. and they're getting up. Or It's re- <laughs> it's really That's clever. Cool. Uh, the skeleton star player, which is, I think, Sinbad, because he's got a knife. Yeah. Uh, there's a fireball marker. We've got a dwarf mummy star player. We've got a skeleton catcher star player. We've got staff coach assistant pointing with the book. Cheerleader captain. And the next one is Ramsuk re- reborn with souls. So... What are souls? It looks like some kind of clear resin, coloured resin that you can attach to the models that look like they have spirits flying out of them, which is really cool. Yes. Now, you do have you do have to buy them if you want them additional to your team, and it's something like I think it's like twenty pounds or twenty five pounds or something. I'm not going to bother because I think they'll get in the way. It make them quite big and bulky. I think. Yeah, they look but really cool. Are, it's su- it's such a cool idea, like such a cool idea. Uh, oh 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 oh! There's some more stretch goals. Oh, oh, these mother. stretch goals. Or these, no, no, these add-ons. These so the you've add-ons. Got blitz yeah. with different heads, yet yeah, ras with different heads, cheerleaders, and a bone giant. That bone giant,
1: amazing, dude. It's only it's only forty euros. That's that's actually pretty good.
0: That's technically cheaper than the Games Workshop Ale Gargant.
1: Yeah, it's got an optional sword as well, so you can always use them in other games. That's so chemry, isn't it? So let's yeah.
0: just very quickly. Sorry, so yeah, this yeah, we, is a very very Egyptian skeleton team. Yes. Um like I just cannot stress how Egyptian the theme is. They're a little bit cartoony. Um, but I think that's just fun.
1: Yeah, no, they have so much character. Like they've got they managed to give their skulls like expressions and which is really good going. I think it takes like this is a lot about the artistic element when you can give so much just emotion to a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the skeleton
0: linemen are great. There's one with his oh, own yeah. with with one arm in the other arm and there's another one just cheery. They they're great models. The Tomb Guardians are fantastic as well. Like Yeah, they're probably my favourite. And size wise they're 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 pretty damn big too, which is yeah. great.
1: Are they on really forty so, mil bases? That's um,
0: like it. I, 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 it does look like it in the Milton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Although he is coming around to big guys, um, as you will see on episode two of Seven Super Series, oh in a couple yes, couple of weeks time. Well, I say he's coming around. He 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 played with them. That that that's all I'll say for now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that's Death King's Guardians at uh, twenty-five million pounds, almost, um, of a stretch goal of five thousand pounds. Check it out because the team's beautifully well done. But. This is something we were talking about before the show, wasn't it, Ben? There yes, are, indeed. There's this, these teams are great. The teams that are coming out on Kickstarter are fantastic. But I, the ones where Games Workshop have not released the team yet, it makes me think twice.
1: It's risky, isn't it? Like, what if they do it bring is. one out that's really good?
0: And that's it, because every single Games Workshop team so far has been really good.
1: But you did say it before. I think the price ends up being pretty comparable. With GW, it takes a bit of work to get them to look different. So there's definitely still a market for the third-party ones. And I know we've said this a couple of times on the podcast. You, It kind of makes them a bit more special when they're not the same as everyone else's.
0: <laughs> you know? It's an
1: upgrade. Absolutely.
0: It's totally an upgrade. You're exactly right. Um, so, I mean, look at the dwarfs. I've got a dwarf team. It was great. It cost me £16 for Games Workshop. I haven't got a death roller because you can never really fit a death roller into dwarves but uh, we've also got the fanath team you know that's my Games Workshop teams out I like it but I'm happy to get a team that is better and unique to go alongside it Uh, I just don't know if I will ever need two Kemri teams so I'm kind of worried that I'm going to back this along with 250 other people and then in two weeks time or in nine days time at the next Games Workshop announcement because we've had no Blood Bowl news this year uh, well basically that they're going to be like hey Here's our Kemri team that's coming out in another I don't know, actually it's Games Workshop. So here's a spoiler. See you in four months.
1: Well, I'll answer know. I'll answer your query with the fact that you can make a Sevens team with a Games Workshop box. Done. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep, so I do need to quest
0: Oh you can have a you can have a you can have two Kemri Sevens teams. Anyway, yeah, great point <laughs> So yes. Get one of these for your main team and use the Games Workshop one for a sevens team. I like it, or a mixed team for bonehead bowl. Ha-ha. Yes,
1: true you did, Camry last year, didn't you?
0: Uh, yeah, I did actually. Thinking about it, oh, okay. So you do need multiple Camry teams. I like it, Ben. Ben abled on air, <laughs> <laughs> live enabling. Uh, so Ben ables the people in our group chats and on the Discord. He's like, "Hey, yeah, uh, you see, I've seen this. Oh, well I don't really need another team, but what if? Yeah. <laughs> what if the world ends? What if you can't go outside and you need ten teams to paint? That's a good, <laughs> good point, Ben. And lo and behold, it's worked. Surprisingly, a um, salesman, to be fair. Give it time, man. You're yeah, young. It's true. <laughs> it's still time. Uh, we don't know what the economy is going to look like after this crisis <laughs> is over. Might be uh, needed. Yeah. Right. Talking of things we need or maybe don't need, the Gob Freak Stars Circus fantasy football team is the other Kickstarter that we are going to be talking about today. It is currently tracking at £825 against a target of basically 1200 So it's a bit short, but it's still got 13 days to go. So this one is Thursday, April second. So if you're listening to this, there is less than two weeks for it to go live. And and, and Ben, do you wanna just describe this this these guys?
1: Yeah, so if you like goblins and if you like the circus, you'll like this team. They are goblins dressed as clowns, it's like um it's like a jack in the box. There's some of them really creepy with the long hands. They're, they're really creepy actually. They freak me out. They're 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 really creepy. Yeah. Um <laughs> And yeah, they've got like there's a guy, like I think he's like the bombardier. He's got like juggling bombs. Um, and the trolls are really oh, freaky. That's clever. Uh, so where are the trolls? The the tall guy. Yeah, there's one which is really tall. Like he's wearing stilts. I think it's a goblin on stilts. It uh, looks like
0: a, a goblin version of a slender man. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit. He does freak me out. That is creepy.
1: Yeah, and the other one is like a jester, but huge.
0: Okay, so I love the trolls. The trolls are great. Yes love them. Uh as individual models they're called cool. massively massively unique and you could you could get them and run them uh, individually or whatever I think. The the chainsaw goblin which is your classic classic circus clown nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um looks looks really cool as well and they've got a great variety of other goblin poses.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was the bombardier, actually, that juggling one. Because they've got one with a massive bomb. So <laughs> that's probably the bombardier. Oh, really? I,
0: where's the massive bomb guy?
1: He's with the, the oh, stars. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah.
0: Foot, the football bomb, yeah. So yeah. the juggling guy is just a juggling guy. It's just
1: a juggling guy. Yeah, why
0: not? All right. Th- this this falls into the classic, you want a fun team to take to the tournament and be the clown goblin guy. Yeah. Yeah. So people will probably always- remember this one.
1: Yeah, price-wise, we've got the standard team is £53, which is very good.
0: And that comes with ten goblins, one juggler, one pogoer, one sawful, which I'm assuming is a chainsaw, one blaster clown. Probably the bomb. Uh, Yeah. And the two brothers man of stilts, the two trolls. That's so good. Uh, where Where is this one coming from? Is it Spain or something?
1: Uh, that's a good point it ships anywhere though um, yeah so it's probably an extra £5-£10
0: for shipping probably £10 pounds for shipping so yeah again we're hitting that £60 pound mark and it is a very unique team how many players is that 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 16 players in two, including two big guys and all your positionals and all the stretch goals
1: and all the stretch goals yeah let's have a look at the stretch goals what have we got so uh, a silhouette at the moment uh, but you get um, team markers at the first tier, and the second tier is three reroll markers. Third yeah. tier is a couple of balls. <laughs> Fourth tier is a tricycle oh, star player. Oh, fungus they the loon? Hit... Do they
0: well yeah, maybe they're gonna or oh, Madcap Migs possibly. Oh okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Madcap Migs is the next one.
1: Yeah, the rocking the rocking chair style. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So they're really cool. Their stretch goals are really cool, but I I don't think they're realistic. Um it's 8:25 now. It's okay. It's got two weeks to go, basically. So I think yeah. they'll probably hit their goal. Uh, and I, I guess the thing to mention about this is they come in resin, and there is a second option which comes in
1: printed resin, like resin printer 3D. Oh, okay. So I imagine you can get the the raw. 3d printed version or you can get the casted resin version
0: yeah i i think i'd rather have the cast one uh, especially as it's 20 pounds cheaper so yeah, yeah maybe maybe i'm misreading that maybe i'm missing something there but regardless 60 pounds for a super unique and pretty creepy goblin clown team i think that's great fun i'm actually tempted to back this you know
1: can you buy the trolls individually that's the question Uh, I'm not sure you can pledge one pound and you gain access to our add-ons which would imply you can get the trolls are the trolls an add-on man on stilts 12 euros yeah so you can get them separately
0: that is very tempting because yeah because they are very cool models
1: yeah I'll have a sleep on that one I think yeah sleep test see if we can't benable you yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can't run too uh, many goblin teams you cannot have too many goblin teams because there's always underworld teams to do there's exactly. always secret teams there's so many secret teams to build but I all love goblins there's a goblin cheetah team have you seen that one on Fumble?
1: oh no I haven't
0: yeah it's basically goblins with twice as many secret weapons
1: oh that sounds perfect for it
0: <laughs> yeah I'm not sure what the downside is maybe they don't get trolls I'm not sure but it's just oh, okay yeah. that'd be interesting I've not seen that one run at manabo yet but I, can, I think it's probably quite a tempting roster So yeah, that wraps it up for miniatures news. Just two tournaments to mention. Now, obviously, like we said at the beginning of the show, we're assuming the world's going to have normalised in two and a half months. It may not have, but we are going to continue for the next six weeks planning for Bonehead Bowl as if it's going to go ahead. Because I'm hoping that will be the the sort of the wave will have crested, and. um, should be able to carry on with life but you never know you never know but Bonehead Bowl 2 is currently scheduled on the 30th of May at, uh, at Entoyment in Pool, which is a great game shop with a great space um, they're staying open I think to sell things and they do have mail order so if you want to that's support good. a local business they do a great job Entoyment is your one at uh, the UK Games Expo however in at the end of May I don't know if that's going ahead anymore
1: surely that's been cancelled right uh quite not but
0: i've not seen it well tickets are still on sale so okay yeah exactly they're probably giving it another month as well just
1: to find out what's going on yeah that one is a little bit further away as well so yeah yeah Yeah, understandable so no warhammer fest got cancelled didn't it that's at the beginning of May.
0: yeah warhammer fest is 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 done um (laughs) like you said earlier adepticon is done yeah. everything is uh, everything is done and you know what if we have to miss a couple of games a couple of a couple of games a couple of days of gaming that is a very small price to pay for putting your loved ones and yourself at risk I think
1: um, I couldn't agree more couldn't agree too don't go yeah. out guys yeah, yeah. stay inside stay and in. paint Blood Bowl teams
0: paint things and uh, enjoy Blood Bowl Blood Bowl content loads of it paint things show us tell us what you're doing yes um, talking of things that we're painting and doing let's move on to hobby So after that elegant, elegant segue, we are going to go into hobby, so uh, probably not so hot on the games played at the moment, but Ben, what's going on in Blood Bowl World for you?
1: Um, well, I did play a game since we played, I gave the Skaven roster a go in our training oh, prep. you did. And so did you, yes, didn't you? you did. Yeah, man, it's been such a long two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, but we <laughs> managed to get a game in, in our little training montage. Had Live to win on in the oh. background and <laughs> Isla tiger, and...
0: love it. You can't beat Paul Stanley. So, um, what what's the team name? Have you have you have you decided on a name for them yet?
1: Uh, yeah, it was the Bitter Sea Buccaneers, going off the Ooh. usual pick a Warhammer location and stick a, a noun or something, <laughs> a plural noun. Yeah, okay,
0: that is better. That is better than the Drowned Rats, which was my suggestion.
1: Uh, yeah, that was good though. After they had their like little yellow <laughs> Macintoshes on, you know, it was so good. That yellow was insane, man. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, the game Uh, Talk, talk, talk Yeah, so I played new Ian Ian number 7 and um, Ian of uh, Josh and Ian Josh and Ian, yep And he ran his Goodness, what did he run?
0: He had his Chaos team Of
1: course he did, yeah He had his Chaos team Which he was going to bring to the uh, Bournemouth Bowl and oh, yeah, this was a Bo- yeah, this was Bournemouth Bowl practice. Yep, it was interesting, and I really like Skaven. Skaven are great aren't they? Yeah, I think it was a tie, one all, or was it two one? You know what? It's been so long, <laughs> everything's been a blur. I think I
0: think I think it was a one all draw. I think so it was. This yeah. was based on the fact that the Bournemouth Bowl was planning on being four rounds at an hour and a half per round, so we were like, right, let's get some practice games in. Um, see if we can meet the one and a half hours and just try out our teams, try out our rosters. Yeah. So yeah, you had your Skaven team. Ian had his chaos team. Uh, Sam brought his undead. I brought the widows. And Rich uh, was like, I can't make it to the tournament. <laughs> Foreshadowing. And uh, but he was like, I'll bring a team and, and you know play some test games, which was awesome, really cool so them, awesomely yeah. helpful of him. Um, so yeah, you and Ian, I think kind of first games in 11s and they were great teams but I got a chance to watch some of your game and it was a very the first half was awesome it was
1: so like, good yeah like I didn't expect this game to have such a strong defence
0: Um, that's they're great for that they are yeah. really good on the defence because like, obviously
1: Chaos so they're not the fastest team in the game they're probably below average in speed and oh, they're about average aren't they really Um, but yeah they're not Chaos they're not
0: K- yeah Chaos are I think you're right. I think they're a little bit below average because they've got their four big guys. Yeah. Uh, so the four chaos are five move, and so is the Minotaur. So, yeah, they're a little bit on the slow side.
1: Yeah, but it started off brutal because I managed to surf his uh, Minotaur off the pitch and injure him. Uh, he was out for the game. I saw yeah. that. It was. <laughs>
0: oh, it was a. That was like a. He struck first. His Minotaur came in and pounced on your Rat Ogre. Yeah. Knocked him to the ground, but didn't. Didn't even stun him, and then your your guy just got up and blitzed him back. Yeah, him out. eventually okay. he got yeah. pushed
1: off with frenzy. He yeah. got pushed off the um, side of the pitch. Huge moment, huge moment for that game. It was so yeah, it was, that, it was
0: yeah, great for Ian because at that point he was playing with ten men and without
1: 150k of his team. Yeah, yeah, it um, freed up so many blitzes though. <laughs> didn't have to worry so, about world animal anymore, dude. It was so stressful watching your game with
0: him. Yeah. So I came over. You're there dodging away with lineman like line rats. All the time. And I'm like, oh my god, Ben. They fall over. They're gonna crack. They're gonna <laughs> die. And then Ian's like, right. Well, Ben's taking risky moves. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna play a passing game with my chaos. Oh. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh, what is this? But you know what? He that first half, he drove down with a massive cage lost to the minotaur i i think did he go on to score that half or did you manage to stall
1: him? <sighs> he did annoyingly it got to the last turn mm. and i really thought i had him because i was really stalling because i was doing so many dodges like you say oh, so horrible. many successful dodges <laughs> um know, it was so stressful <laughs> yeah and the gutter runners were getting really annoying so they were like just running everywhere as they you do um just putting pressure on so i kept sort of um dodging into his cage to like mark yeah. the ball carrier, I was never doing too many blitzes, but um, I was just marking him a lot, and it, it gave him a lot of pressure to get away. I could sense he was getting quite stressed about it. Um, but on the last turn, he just—I I left a gap, um, just at the he edge. Broke and he broke through. I didn't see it coming. Oh. I thought it was covered, but I know if I had a if I placed my player one square to the left, he wouldn't have been able to run in. So that was a le- big learning experience. This is why we have these games.
0: E.M.T. is a he is a brave player. He is he a is. good player. Yeah, that first half, watching you two, it was a proper puzzle game. I think it required um, like a
1: one die blitz and two go for it, so it wasn't an easy move. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I played him at Beachhead, and it was a three-two win. It was a really close game, but I, I, I could not stop his offense. Yeah, um, he, it, it's a real player strength. He definitely finds uh, a way. It's, 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 it's mighty. It's really good. Um, so, uh, the second half, you, you got a touchdown then.
1: Uh yeah, really quick.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, did you go for the did you go for the, the two three turn gutter runner edge run?
1: Yeah yeah, two turn, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't you can't stop it. It was just uh, awful. I uh, like he had proper so I obviously sent the gutter on the sidelines. And uh I think I got a I had kickoff return on the thrower, which really paid off. It moved him under the ball, he got it. Oh, and it meant you could get it to the to gutter good. really good yeah it was your recommendation it was def- it's no, definitely it's, staying it's on the really team. good um, it basically
0: makes you, move, makes you throw a movement 10 yeah it really um, does when you're receiving like that oh, that means you've got three gutter runners yeah <laughs> five gutter runner. sorry yeah
1: um, yeah I gave it to the gutter he went down the sidelines he got blocked and caged but he just dodged through them all <laughs> he made like two four up dodges yeah. and that was that and then you he scored it. you do it
0: yeah, the, the the gutter runner a launch pad is is fantastic, and then the pressure goes right back on. Absolutely brilliant. So you're enjoying Skaven, then?
1: Yeah, yeah, I love them. I just I really connected with the team. Um, I like Elves. I think I play them a bit too much like Elves because they're not. Um, I think the Ag- edge. Yeah. I get a bit cocky with the edge three. And that's going to turn around and hurt me in the tournament if the tournament gets postponed. Uh, see, yeah.
0: see, my my experience with Skaven is that if I dodge with if I dodge with a guy on a three plus, uh, he he dies. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. I've got a great league team for Scaven, but I they c- cannot keep linemen. They just die. They just fall over and die. So when I was over there, and you were like, mm, okay, this guy's moving, so I'll dodge him out. And I'm like, oh my god! And it just paid off. It was great. It was a really good game to see. Yeah. Um and the the models are lovely Ben yes. you're doing a great job with the painting and the models themselves are great
1: yeah they're mostly done they're probably not going to get finished for a little while because the tournament's been cancelled but yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I will come back to the team um, they're not a big priority for league play um, but I can't wait to bring them to another tournament
0: well hey if we get a bonehead uh, if we get a bonehead league on BB2 going I think you should run Skaven
1: no oh, I might give it a go actually yeah that's a good idea I, I nominate
0: I nominate you to play Skaven there you go <laughs> <laughs> give it a go that sounds good <laughs> yeah wicked uh, you're right I did actually get a game in as well so I was planning to run Wood Elves because um, half the team was painted and I had a display base made up uh, so I was like yeah give me a good chance to finish the team off and, and take them and, and give him a run out because uh, the agreement was that I would play a team that wasn't fully painted a, a different a new team I would finish a new team to take um, and um, I played against Richard's Chaos Dwarves
1: yeah yeah, he's, he's good with castles, isn't he?
0: Oh, the first half was horrific. I ended up with three players on the pitch. Every roll was armour gone, armour gone. I don't think I was playing that badly. He was going and and creating great lanes for, for punches. He was doing a superb job of decimating the team. Um, and I think it got to turn seven, turn eight. And I think he got... Defensive touchdown? Ooh, oh, well. I don't know, but um, that's Chaos That's yeah, quite some, impressive. Some, some, yeah, it was. Uh, he be part of the pressure. No, 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 that's not true. Actually, no, Th- that was it. Started the first, all lined up, deployed, and um, it got a blitz. And he ran in, and it took it took some work, but I still pulled off the turn, the two turn touchdown with some catches. Like that was fine. Then he ground down, equalised at the half, um, and then. I almost pulled off another touchdown. It ended up being either a, a two-all draw or a one-all draw. Um, but yeah, I went into the second half with like five players or something. And um, Sam came over and he was like, oh my God, I thought you were out. I was like, no, I just carried on playing to the outs. Played, it to, Did a proper magic, get the gathering player move. I was like, no, we'll line this up. We'll do what we can. We'll just keep shooting. And I, I nearly won. And <laughs> I was just, it was great. But that is just the horribleness of Wood Elves. It was a really good game. And um, Rich
1: and I were done in about an hour and a quarter. Yeah, you were quick. Like, Rich got two easy games in. Well, two games easy. in easily. Yeah. I can't say they were easy games, but uh, yeah.
0: No, he, he did win 2-0 against um, Sam's Undead. Yes. But I think it was uh, I think it was kind of Sam's kind of like uh, try some stuff with Undead and see how they go. And this is the great thing. If you do manage to play a speed game in an hour and a half, you get two in on a league night. You, it opens up big possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still prefer sevens for multiple games of an evening. And I'm not just saying that, but uh, with elevens, if you take a hooning or things go bad, you do have at least 50% extra game time. That's just unpleasant. Uh, with with sevens, your game goes wrong, you're done in an extra, you're done in half an hour, and that's it. Yeah. If your game goes wrong in in elevens, it's going to be an hour, um, even if you play quickly. So uh, yeah, I mean. It was still really good, really good games, and probably the last tabletop games we'll play for a little while.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is very true, um, but I am looking forward to this BB2 thing, Um would be nice to just, you know, you don't want to learn, you don't want to forget, sorry, how to uh, how to play Blood Bowl, so
0: <laughs> Definitely not. So yeah, um, I got a couple of games in with an all-Noblar list, Yeah, which was awesome fun. Right. It's Saxby, it's Snotlings. T- yeah Saxby Legs, his his list now he actually runs all 16 I took 14 with a view of actually I might be able to induce a star player just add a bit of spice to the list Uh, didn't get a chance went with the wizard Uh, oh man
1: it was great fun was it in a league or was it just a one off
0: uh, no I was just playing a couple of games against the AI just to kind of warm up with the list and also just to test out the streaming because what I didn't want to do was end up having to stop the game which you can't do with an online opponent I was yeah, not willing true. to put myself in that situation I was like I'll just run a couple of AI games if it drops out if it if it doesn't work then I haven't upset anybody just you know but um, did it got the stream going it was really good fun it was cool I had a bunch of people in the comments sort of
1: like what are you playing why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> and then they realise they realise that it's the it's the hidden ah. hidden gem the blood bowl There's nothing. And the secret tier 1 plus yeah um, oh dude it was great fun
0: I, I can I can absolutely recommend it uh, I I don't know if, if we do a league whether I, I might actually play that team um <laughs> I know i'll end up bottom i i say it might I'll end up bottom', no, bottom. Really. I, I, <laughs> quite the opposite I, I won I won one and drew one it was against the AI and the AI makes some horrifically bad decisions, which was great for me um but you know I made some her- horrifically bad decisions as well so uh that's my attempt at claiming that that draw was a legit draw
1: <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> uh
0: so painting wise ben I hear you've got some extra time on your hands now.
1: Yeah, um yeah, I've, so I've I I've worked quite a lot on those rats. Um they're mostly done. Uh there's just a few extra details I need to do a lot of the metal and the trim. Um that sweet pink yellow. Yeah, yeah. Um well, they're not so much pink anymore. I've gone all over that. No. <laughs> but yeah, they um they're really fun models. Really nice models to paint. Um I've taken a little bit of a break from Blood Bowl to do some 40 k painting. Just it's it's nice to, you know, What's the word? Cleanse oh, the palette? You, 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 yeah. You've got to do a variety of projects. Yeah, like it's just it's so important. But yeah, I will be making a start soon on the mixed teams for the next tournament, which we will be talking about in a bit. So I haven't. Yes, we will. Start, I've I've painted a test model. Um, I painted a little while back for Zinch. It's a classic Zinch scheme, so it's like a uh, pink and blue. I painted him a little while back though. Um. But yeah, he's uh, he's pretty cool. So the top team will be in that scheme. But I'm looking forward to starting those because sangors are really nice models.
0: They are. They're really cool. Uh, I've just been having a sneaky peek at the list. That looks like a fun team. I'm looking forward to talking about that. Yeah.
1: What about you? Um, Any painting?
0: Uh, uh, well, I was painting my Widows. Um, so... But now, obviously, the, the the deadline has disappeared for that, so they will probably remain unfinished. But I did randomly start painting, uh, painting my fanath frog team, and um, just just for fun. I use, I've discovered moot green, which is this bright green colour. That's so, great. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really good. Uh, so it gets that bright tree frog kind of style, yeah. which I wasn't intending on going with. But when they were kind of khaki green, it it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. So. Um, I think Craig, a friend of the podcast, Craig, he's got a Slam team and he's got some lizards. And he was like, yeah, just go bright green, like just make them look like frogs because they're frogs. And the Fanath team are great. But and I was I was genuinely thinking I'm going to take Stan to Bournemouth Bowl. But Fanath themselves run out of catchers.
1: Oh, no. really? And
0: I, I, only, I only have three catchers um, because I, I yeah.
1: So I was like, I need four for the list. Are there, is it required to have four? Could you make a list of only three? Um, or would you be really yeah, doing yourself a disservice to do that?
0: Well, at, at 11.50, which is where the team was for Bournemouth Bowl, yeah. it was kind of... It, it, it's like taking three gutter runners that you can have, like... It, you can take just, four.
1: You should take four. So you
0: re- yeah, it's like either four or an extra lineman. And it's like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the catches are great. They're, I mean, they're not super. They're not like super, but leaping around on a two plus is pretty great. Yeah, they're antiforenses, aren't they? Seven. Yeah. So I was looking forward to playing some um, some passing game with those guys. Uh, the, and yeah, I was I was looking forward to the build. I did like the build, but um, I uh, I will pass that. But I think I will have to pick up a couple of extra catches, and I'll use the opportunity to pick up um, their big Croxigore as well.
1: Oh yeah, that, that uh, thing's
0: amazing. He's quite popular, isn't he? Yeah. So I need to pick up pick up that guy, which is actually going to be, well, for the next series of seven super series. Although, I mean, I've got the I've got the crocodile one from um, Windsor Chog. Yep. Yeah. But I kind of I painted it moot green now, so it kind of belongs with my Slan team. Uh, so I need another Croxy Crocs to go with the lizard team, ready for series three of Seven Super Series. Um, that said, now I've said that, I've got two episodes all edited, all edited, ready to go. Two more, nearly finished. So that's four weeks. Man, if we can't record our games within the next month, Ben, we're going to have to stall out the season.
1: We'll make We'll, we'll make it work somehow. We'll just have to break quarantine. Yeah. That'll be quite, quite anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it works. No, just just one of us
0: in a hazmat. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, they have been painting that and um, I've brought all of my all of the sevens teams for the next series out of storage just so I can start painting them over the next few weeks where we have to miss game night and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna make it as productive as possible. Yeah, no, that's
1: good. Good, good, good. And
0: no more, no more releases. So no purchases going on at the moment. Um, just some, some Kickstarter wantings. And in nine days' time, though, Games Workshop have said they're going to be releasing news. So it's quite possible that we'll get our next hint at a Blood Bowl team.
1: Oh, we said that for the last three releases, but <laughs> oh,
0: I say it every Sunday. I just, yeah. I just keep saying it. But um, no, well, you know what? The 28th, we might have some, uh, we might have some Blood Bowl news for you next Saturday. Who knows? Who knows? Right, that is it for me for hobby, Ben. How about you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, Yeah, it's just it's going to be a a good time to do hobby. Um, I'm quite looking forward (laughs) to it.
0: It is going to be a very good time to do hobby. Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, tag us on Instagram. Let us know what you're painting, what you're working on. Join our Discord, jump in there, and um, show us. Just uh, yeah, we'd love to see what uh, what you're working on because it should inspire us to carry on doing what we need to do.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's nothing more motivating than seeing a great paint job. Except when Ian does it. Oh yeah,
0: then you just want to burn your brushes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a You're <laughs> a disgrace. <laughs> right. Okay, let's uh, let's talk let's talk bonehead bowl now. So we're sticking with the optimism that in two months' time, bonehead bowl will still be allowed to go ahead. So we're gonna talk about it now. So let's get people excited because if we can if we can make Bonehead Bowl work, it will be a great day because we did it last year and it was superb. Uh, yes that was your first
1: Blood Bowl tournament, Ben? It was, yeah. I was still pretty new to Blood Bowl then. <laughs> the pressure was off in a mixed team environment. Yeah, I know. I had a great time. It really I think it kind of got the train rolling, to be fair. Dude, you just really love Blood Bowl me... on hard mode, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, kind of. And then I said, oh, I quite like Skaven.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but you started with Goblins in League and then a Troll
1: Disaster mixed team. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, that team. I was loved awesome. playing with it. I loved it. It was, it was so bad. <laughs> but it was just funny because I thought, oh, it'd be like Strength 5 all over the place. And then when you came along with Kemri Undead, I'm just thinking, ah, now that's Strength 5.
0: <laughs> oh, it's just great. So strength so, 5 done right. <laughs> it's just Strength 5, all right. So, Bonehead Ball... Um, was our first Blood Bowl tournament, and it is our annual Mixed Team tournament. So, uh, it's not mandatory, you can still run a normal team, but we encourage Mixed Team, we allow Mixed Teams, and actually there's a little bit of a benefit to taking Mixed Teams this year. Last year they were penalised, but this year you're kind of encouraged. So, um, we'll talk through the rules pack now, so that you guys can start brewing up teams ready for the tournament, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but it should. I'm hoping that it will. It's better to be prepared and it cancelled than the other way around. I think so. And it's just it's fun to brew lists. It's fun to build teams. It's part of the hobby. And it's a solid rule set. We know this because we ran it last year. And it was great fun. Um, And, you know, you modded it, really, for the Sevens. uh, For Hangover Bowl.
1: Yes, and it worked quite well.
0: worked great. So, Saturday, the 30th of May, at Entoyment Wargaming in Poole, UK, will be Bonehead Bowl 2.0. Uh, we're going to start at 10:30 for registration. First match at 11. Two hours later, we're going to break for lunch for about half an hour, and then match two at 1:30. Match three just after 3:30, and then awards at six. So if we get a little bit of overrun, we've got a little bit of t- spare time. Um, matches are going to be held to a two-hour limit, with coaches being warned at the one-hour, half an hour, and 15-minute remaining marks. Very much like Scrap Heap Challenge. <laughs> We, yeah, No difference. <laughs> that's genuinely why I felt like a beachhead when we had forty coaches. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I feel like this guy from Scrap Peep Challenge, which was a, a pretty average TV show in Britain.
1: Oh, look, I love that. Two hours. Pretty average. Yeah, that was, that was
0: peak TV. It was peak TV. It was that or Robot Wars. That was like, Oh, okay, Robot Wars
1: is god tier TV. Uh,
0: Do you know they came to our school when we were growing up? Did they? Yeah, the Razor came to our school. What? Uh, it was wicked. I died. We got to see him drive around in circles and, and crush nothing because of health that and safety. That is
1: amazing. <laughs> oh, what?
0: Yeah, I know. We got to see him use his Shreemek to, to bump up right. It was wicked. It was really cool.
1: Those things are way bigger in real life, aren't they?
0: They are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to see the uh, the house robots.
1: Oh, God, that would be terrifying. Yeah. yeah flip buses, don't they?
0: It's probably a good thing they didn't bring the flamethrower one into the school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> any event as well.
0: Oh that would have been great fun. Uh so yes, 2 hours per game. Each pitch will be numbered the same way we run every tournament so it's easy and quick for coaches to be able to find where they're playing and who they're playing against. A little trick learned from uh, Friday Night Magic. Um tickets nice. are available now. I appreciate if you don't want to buy them right now, but if you do buy them right now, uh you will get a refund if the event is is off. just yeah, straight up. So um Yes, if you're planning on coming, drop us a message, register, get your ticket if you want, or just let us know you're planning on coming, uh, because then I'll have a good idea for numbers so that I can get even more prizes, although we've got some prizes already, so um, that would be cool. Mm. So, uh, yeah, let us know you're coming. Da-da-da-da-da. This is all on the rules pack, which is on boneheadpodcast.com. Under tournaments, you've got all the tournaments running this year, and there's a little tab for historic tournaments, so you can see who won last year's and stuff, but yes, Um, It's all there. So, uh, things to bring your Blood Bowl team, painted if you please. Uh, Block dice, bring your dice, bring your scatter templates, bring a 2016 Blood Bowl pitch if possible. If not, not a problem. We've got plenty of spares. It just makes it easier if everyone brings one because I'd rather have more pitches than too few. Seems, Seems sensible. Always. Yeah. So, trophies and awards. We will have the Bonehead Bowl champion. And the mixed team champion as well, although I'm hoping that this year it will be the same coach. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fan favourite award, best team, the participation trophy, as in the player who comes in last. um, And additional mini trophies for highest scoring, most violent. Wrong game award, so most touchdowns conceded. uh, The chocolate armour award, most casualties suffered. And um, spot prizes as well, although I'll do a better job of announcing them um, well in advance of each round um so changes from last year so you can go back and listen to episode 21 i think where we talked about how it went last time but um before we get into the actual mixed teams to come, at, to come some of the uh, the tweaks that we've had is fan factor and rerolls you know what i don't need to talk about this we're changing this from last year so we'll just talk through this time so new rules for this year is Fan-favorite teams. So, to represent the excitement that mixed teams bring to the fans who rarely get to see such spectacles, this year, all the players on mixed teams count as having fan-favorite. In essence, this means that each mixed team will have fame plus one bonus to whatever the fan factor result is. Now, obviously, fan-favorite doesn't stack, so you're not going to end up with a plus 11 fan you know, fame or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. it's there to represent the rowdiness and support, or just rage, because we're doing something different, of the fans attending the games, and to encourage coaches to take advantage of the opportunity for mixed teams, um, which was a bit of an improvement on last time. Because last time it was you have to have you have to buy a fan factor for each reroll, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Where did that rule come from, or was it just an
0: idea? The fan factor one from last yeah. year. Um It was kind of like a, a tax, basically. Um, yeah. So it was a tax on gameplay. So it made everyone's rerolls ten k more expensive, basically. But the idea was that if you see a fancy team training because they're having to do this training, you will get fame. You will get fan factor. That was the idea last time. was like, oh, that team's been training. I've seen that troll, goblin, orc hybrid team. That's pretty cool. You you increase your fan base. This year, we're just saying, you know what? People love or hate these teams, so they get fan favorite straight off the bat. So you still buy your your re-rolls as normal. You buy a fan factor as normal. You don't have to worry about, I can only get this without the other. No, ignore that. Just build a list and you get fame plus one awesome so it is a NAF sanctioned tournament uh, yes. which is oh, no. great on one hand and it mm-hmm. is part of the SWTC the Southwest Tournament Championship um, but if you play against a mixed team your 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 game won't be registered for the NAF for the rankings uh, but that is also the same as it works against coaches that aren't in the NAF so um, if you play against you know a Kemry undead hybrid team it's the same as if you're playing against someone who doesn't want to ra- register with the NAF you just don't get that game logged um, it's a shame and I really 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 wish the NAF would just have dummy teams for you to put in there so coaches don't lose their stats um, but uh, it's not something they want to do so you know, can't be helped yeah, that's right alright, the fun stuff so roster creation, it's 1100 so 1.1 million gold pieces all 26 teams are allowed so that's your standard ones plus Slan, Bretonian, and Corn. and um, all star players in the NAF team list are allowed uh, as well as all star players in the Spikes, Death Zones everything Games Workshop is releasing up until now uh, teams got to have 11 roster players before a star and they can only have up to 2 star players bearing in mind that the new uh, drawl and dribble Lizardman ones they, they, they count as 2 star players you don't get a, a, a 2 for 1 like you do with um, some of the older ones
1: yeah it's a, definitely a new thing they're leaning towards isn't it yeah it's 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 a bit of a shame but it is
0: easier to manage from a, especially from like a database point of view or something like that yeah
1: that's true yeah
0: so skills you will get four skills no more no less you don't have to take more but i massively advise free skills if you're going to get a free skill take a free skill yeah uh, the limits are one skill per player maximum Uh, 0-2 of each skill per roster so you can't spam guard or spam block Milton who likes to just put block on all of his players (laughs) Um, normal and doubles are allowed based on tier which we'll get into in a second Uh, no stats, skills don't affect team value they don't cost money, and star players can't have skills so basically you build your list of 1100 and then on top of that you get 4 skills some of them can be doubles depending on the tier of your teams and talking of teams let's talk mixed teams so coaches are allowed and encouraged to pick two different teams from which to build their big team for example human and halfling mm-hmm. how it works how it works team rosters that can be chosen together are restricted by alignment so there's a little table on the next page and a minimum of four players from each roster must
1: be on your teams yes that's quite important uh, uh, Yeah, uh, it's, my, it's, my first build didn't have that <laughs>
0: So um, the skill package for the team is determined by adding the uh, adding the bit from, from both. So if you've got a tier 1 team, so say you were taking a wood elf halfling team, you'd have tier 1 and tier 3, and you'd get the skills that you're allowed for a tier 1 team and tier 3 team. And if you took a double tier 3 team, so if you just went halflings, you'd get two lots of tier 3. Um, yeah. it's, it's explained better in the rules pack than it is by Yeah, my a nice words. Chart. so uh, we've got um, basically lawful teams uh, can work with neutral chaotic teams can also work with neutral and um, they can all work obviously on their own so lawful with lawful, neutral with neutral and chaotic with chaotic Um, tiering is absolutely standard so tier 1 you've got Bretonians, Dwarfs, Lizardmen Wood Elves, Amazon, Norse, Chaos Dwarf Dark Elf, Orcs, Skaven Undead tier 2, Elf Union, High Elf, Slan Human Chaos, Chaos Renegade, Kemri, Corn, Necromantic Nurgle, Underworld Vampire, and Tier Three is the classic Stunty Trio: Halfling, Ogre, and Goblin. We yes. haven't done anything fancy with the Stunts with the with the Tears, although we might look at doing that next year. But we kind of figured that when running a mixed team roster, there's enough going on as it is without having a Tier 1.5 and a Tier 2.5 team. Yes. yes, that does sound that does sound fa- fun. Fun. Now, now I'm talking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time, then. Well, yeah I know we'll get there so uh, if you take a tier 1 team you get 2 normal skills tier 2 team you get 1 normal 1 double and a tier 3 2 double you, you can give it to whichever team you, uh, ever player on your roster so if you take like I said so if you took a wood elf halfling team that's half tier 1 half tier 3 so you get 2 normal and 2 possibly double, you can put those skills on whoever you want on your roster, so it doesn't you don't have to split it between who would be allowed it, everyone's allowed the skills Yes Uh, Okay So it's I say quite complicated it's not that complicated when you work through it you just choose two teams, as long as you've got four players from each and your roster comes up to 1100, you get some free skills, the worst team you take, the better the skills are
1: Mm -hmm. like a standard roster just pick two
0: that's it scoring is real simple 30 points for a win 10 points for a draw no points for a loss Um, and you get a bonus point for each touchdown a casualty scored up to 3 and if you get the perfect defence bonus so if you don't let a touchdown in you get plus 1 point the idea Mm -hmm. is that actually we want Dwarves and and, and Kemri to feel included Um, and uh, if you can ruin your opponent's day by not letting them score any touchdowns you get a bonus point because that is what uh, fun is about right (laughs) <laughs> rewarding dwarves I think some people have <laughs> <laughs> issues with that well you know what I have no, I have yet to see a dwarf team at a tournament
1: I know they're not very popular are they, they chaos dwarves the yeah
0: but... But, but yeah no dwarf teams in tournaments because they're so slow the, the best yeah, yeah. you're going for is the 2-1 or the 1-0 the that extra bonus point makes a 1-0 victory as many points as if you scored two touchdowns so it kind of Nurgle, yeah. Kemri maybe even chaos chaos dwarves dwarves gives them that extra point just to, to keep them in the running so uh, yeah that's cool so that is that's the rules pack that's everything we're not changing the kickoff table are not changing weather or anything like that it's all the same as last year except you don't have to muck about with fan factor you just build your roster and then if you go on with a mixed team you get plus one fame forever um, yeah you s- still roll as normal it's just plus one so you can get plus three fame if you really go heavy on fan factor which could be <laughs> not fun I don't know <laughs> So, uh, we've done that, we've done that, we've talked through the rules, and let's talk through a couple of example rosters. So, Ben, you've already mentioned my Undead Chemri one from last year. Yeah, let's get cracking with that. So, I bought three boxes of Undead, and some Thousand Sun Space Marines helmets, and made four of my mummies tomb guardians, Um, and therefore built this list for last year, uh, and it just meant that it was the same list except the fan factor I've just repurposed and put into one assistant coach and one cheerleader instead of the fan factor. So here is my list for what might be fun to take. So it's an Undead and Kemri split list with two mummies, four tomb guardians, two ghouls, two skeletons, and two zombies. Um, They have to be Kemri skeletons, but they're exactly the same, aren't they? So that takes the list along with two rerolls at 70k each and an assistant coach and a cheerleader straight 1100. So 1.1 million. And i given two Tomb Guardians Mighty Blow, uh, shore hands to a ghoul, and chucked leader on a zombie because regeneration armor 8 seems like a great idea to put your leader reroll in. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Be yeah. way. So this ends up with six strength 5 players, four of whom have Mighty Blow.
1: Oh, it's so mean. And the like not really you don't have to roll bonehead for them. So. No, that's it. And the <laughs> trait wave. of decay doesn't work in
0: tournaments, so it's 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 absolutely yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah, very true. That's that's mean. That's it's one hell of a cage. Yeah, it's got a forty three power
0: rating on the wobble rankings, which is oh. amazing. <laughs> Uh, and a speed rating of 22 and a throw rating of 17. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing. It's like the slowest cage. But I uh, I did run this game. I ran this team in a practice game against Rich last year. And honestly, when you get that Death Star four, five, six straight 5 guys, it's just unstoppable. It's just, oh, it's like, it's just power gaming.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like you, you've made the, you've basically made the Kemri team better.
0: Uh, and the you've Undertaker
1: taken yeah, yeah, you've taken the strength of both yes. and eliminated the
0: weakness. Ooh, I don't know about eliminating the weakness. There's well, only I don't know, because
1: you said you've got a shorthand school, right? Uh, one shorthand school
0: and another yeah, goal. Yeah, the Kenry don't have that. No, that's true. That's true. They've got shorthand's edge two, but yeah, so that's two edge three players. Otherwise, it's two skeletons, two zombies, and six players with edge one.
1: <laughs> yeah, if that ghoul goes,
0: <laughs> you're going yeah, to have issues. Yeah, if the ghoul is gone, then it's a real tough one. But it, it, you know, it's just there to... First of all, i loved love to make you the team it, it looks cool I'm really happy with it And it's a really unique build that you'll never get to play again Anywhere else uh, And I think, I think Hopefully my excitement is coming across Because the great thing about Bonehead Bowl is And all these funny tournaments, these special tournaments Is you get to play Super, super unique games of Blood Bowl That you may never come across again yeah uh, I just that's what's so amazing about it is that it's its more than just a Blood Bowl tournament it's an event it's a game day it's I'm going to play something real different I'm going to have a puzzle that's real unique and every game is like a Super Bowl because it's just once mm. in a lifetime match and yeah, I, I it
1: could be ugly but it, you know it, it's it, yeah you can't really stress it enough it, it's like if, like if you're on the fence thinking it might just be too wild that's great because it is, and it's like you just can't. Is, there's nothing like it, like like you said. It's, it's, it was ridiculous last time. It was ridiculous. The halfling versus wood elf was it? Oh, know, halfling wood elf tree man team doing like four throw teammates to half or something. You mean the game Rick lost four five?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible, and the, and there was another. T- there was just guys go back listen to episode twenty one. If you don't want to listen to the rest of anything, that's fine. Just listen to the debrief for bonehead ball because there's just some stories. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> that's think, so good. And you know what? If the tournament goes ahead, I guarantee you blood bowl stories. Like guaranteed, yes. Guaranteed. guaranteed. Yes. So um, talking of fun lists, Ben, hit us with this one with all the Z's.
1: Okay, so last year I had my Trolls, and that was the theme. And I kind of like to make these mixed teams <laughs> themed. So the I'm theme for this one...
0: Yeah. Uh, so Blood Tithe, coach name is written as Change Tithe. I'm assuming you're yes. going to have
1: one for each uh, each of the deities. <laughs> that's the plan. This next one could be creative. <laughs> Sorry, um, I didn't mean to interrupt. Carry on, man. That's no, all good. Year. I'm surprised that's the first time someone picked up on that. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, Yes, yeah, so this is a Zeech-themed team, which I kind of spoke about before, but I've gone even more all-out on it. This is so, Silver
0: Tower guys, yeah?
1: Yes, so they're called the Silver Tower Shifters, and it's a Chaos and Chaos Renegades team, which isn't super creative, I guess. But it uses pretty much exclusively miniatures from the Silver Tower box, Warhammer Quest, which is a board game that Games Workshop released a few years ago. Um, like, they've cool done Warhammer way. Quest for quite a well, while, haven't they?
0: Yeah, that's a very
1: cool hobby project. Yeah, so it's pretty much this one box, which costs a fair bit, but it's quite rare now. <laughs> and I actually made a lot of money back selling the stuff I'm not using. So I think all, all in all, the minis probably cost about 30 quid, which actually isn't bad at all. Um, yeah, and it, so I've got out of it... Um, yeah, let's just, talk, let's just talk through the list, actually. And I'll say that to other minis afterwards. So Chaos Renegades have loads of big guys, so I'm taking three. Uh the Minotaur, the Ogre and the Troll. Um I'm then taking three Chaos Beastmen. And then also from Renegades, I'm taking two linemen, and then the Goblin Orc, Dark Elf, and the Skaven. So you end so, up with
0: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight,
1: nine different
0: positionals on the team.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild, and the stats vary quite a lot. Um yeah, it's it's a mess, but that's each, isn't it? Everything's different. Everything's changed. Oh, absolutely. That's the so, whole idea. so you've got
0: a Chaos Minotaur and Three Beastmen, supported by a Renegade Ogre, a
1: Renegade Troll, and just a whole bunch of Renegade players. Yeah, and what's great about the Renegade players, the skill access? Like, the normal Renegade Linemen have general mutation passing and strength all on normal. Everything except agility. Yeah. So, they're they're really versatile. So, I haven't actually thought too much about skills yet. Maybe we can have a chat about that in a bit. Um, But all the mutation is really tempting. I think a two-heads goblin is required. Oh, Yeah, I mean, Rich
0: will will definitely certify the fact that Renegade goblin is is the best player on the team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in in the limited amount I've played Renegades, the goblin has done everything. Oh, the goblin's so good. So you've you've still got enough cash to take three re-rolls, so you don't necessarily
0: need to use leader. Um, As a skill, which is which is really good.
1: Yeah, frees up a nice mutation somewhere. Mm. Like I could, I I probably be because I've I've got a couple of doubles. I think with two tier two teams, you do, you do indeed. You get two normals and two doubles. I could get two claws on the big guys. (laughs) That's (laughs) really tempting.
0: I I guess the question is what the Minotaur has got to be up there on the list of things you want to give a skill to.
1: Yeah, and I think it it would be claw.
0: I think it has to be claw because the bonehead bowl environment. Has the opportunity to be incredibly big guy heavy, but also, I mean, you, you can still have like a dwarf wood elf combo, so you can still have a normal team, but all of those teams are going to be vulnerable to a strength six, blitzing, frenzy, mighty blow claw. Yep,
1: yeah. yes, 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 beautiful. So right. I like, I like claw on the
0: minotaur, I think that's good.
1: And yeah,
0: are you going to go for the sure hands piece, the
1: toolkit? Yeah, the dark elf with shore hands is pretty great because that's the edge four player. Um, that pretty much guarantees you're picking up the ball, but it might not even be required because you're already picking up a 2 plus. Um, yeah, it's tricky. It's There's so many options. So mm. I might be talking about this on the next episode after I've sort of decided some yeah. build options. <laughs> I
0: like Claw on the Minotaur. I like Two Heads on the Goblin. I think maybe Dodge
1: on the Dark Elf. Yeah, actually, that makes sense. And I've got yeah Sure
0: Hands on the Skaven because you've got seven movement, maybe.
1: Yeah, you could you could pick it up with the Skaven and hand off to the Dark Elf. And you're using the Minotaur as the Cruise Missile, and you've just got a load of beef there. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you've got Chaos Beastmen, and Chaos Beastmen are great players.
1: Uh, yeah, and they've got Mutation, so they could do stuff as well. Oh, there's just not enough skills. I know, so it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, with the minis, I kind of want to talk about that, just because yeah, that's the main yeah. goal for it.
0: Well, this is one of the best things about this tournament.
1: Yeah. So, the Silver Tower box, you get a big guy already with the Minotaur. You get a Ogroid Thaumaturge, which is like a siege wizard. He's like really big, got big old horns. He's re- He makes such a great Minotaur. I know Richard used him in his, I think, as an ogre. Um, he, he does really use him as a He does use him as an ogre, yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. confusing. Um, but yeah, no, he, he's great. Um, so, he's the. He he's the Mino. Um they've got Zangors, which are just Chaos Beastmen, cinched coloured. Um, flavour. So yeah, they are uh, blue bird beastmen. Yep. Snip off their weapons and maybe reposition their arms if they look a little bit too like swordy. Uh, but they're they're all they're all there, they they'd be good. And then the two linemen are the Karak Acolytes with weapons cut off. Uh, um, yeah. the Dark Elf. Yeah, 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 the like Skaven. Them. There's there's a Skaven in there who's just like basically looks a bit like a Gutter runner without the cloak. Really cool. Um, the Dark Elf is one of the heroes. Oh, that's um, Tenebral Shard. Yes, the Tenebral Shard. It's got that a big a long a hair great plume. Great model. Absolutely, really great model. You're so good. And it fits really nicely in the team. Like, it looks so extra, which is just cinch all over. <laughs> um, I think my favourite, which I might have to label clearly on the day, because this is a bit of a proxy, is the Goblin and the Orc. So for this, I'm using a pink horror and a blue horror.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, they are just sort of like... You no, know, goblins and orcs, they're kind of the, the, two, the big and the small green skins, aren't they? And I will be painting them blue and pink, like normal, but it kind of does work. And I've played them in my Renegades team a little while, and it's never really confused too many people. No. The I mean, armor nine's pink? a little bit wacky, but yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. Pink horrors, they're big. Like, they yeah, are, they are, they are pretty big, yeah. I, I used one as Slibly. Um, uh for a lizard man team that I used um, pink oh, horrors, cool. pink horrors as, as skinks, uh, no blue horrors as skinks, and pink horror as slibly because it's got the it's definitely strength four. It's it, it's, it's a bulky model, so yes, while orc yeah. is not strength four, armour nine pays off. It's a big model; they're big. It, it suits. Yeah. That's very clever, and they have got that kinship as well.
1: Yes, exactly, and I, I just I just like how it fits in the team. Um, the ogre and the troll I've had to be a bit creative with this is where it doesn't really fall into the box Um, the troll I picked up a I think it's called a high troll from massive darkness which is a board game someone was selling the individual minions on ebay just snapped that up and he fits really well he's a good scale he's on the small side, but when he's on a proper base he actually kind of matches the rest.
0: There's nothing wrong with having big guys be a little bit on the small side. Look at the mummies. You know, the mummies are the same. Yeah, that's Chaos Warriors.
1: Yeah, they're Um, a lot bigger than that. Yeah, Exactly. This guy, yeah, clearly strength 5. Yeah. Um, The Ogre, I did have one from Reaper, but I'm actually thinking I'm going to pick up the um, what's it? It's the Silesh models, the Silesk which is the like, ogre with the dancing demonette on, and then not use the demonette and just use the big ogre guy because he only has about one Sinesh symbol which can be filled in or shaved off. And then he'd look pretty zeechy in the team because he's all full of like kind of Egyptian looking, sort of Persian looking um, jewelry. Cool. And a cloth, and he fits. The, he looks like the carrot. He kind of looks like a big carrot acolyte, to be honest. And a great opportunity to buy another model. <laughs> Absolutely. I figured I saved so much making this weird custom team, kind of. You know, <laughs> I may as well justify it with a. Oh, benable thyself. A yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm really excited to make a start on this because cinch models are beautiful and really fun to paint.
0: And just airbrush them blue and they're done, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. the big guys. A
0: bit of pink, bit of pink as well. So. Yeah. I've got one more list I'd like to go through because this is something yes. I've been working on for this year's um, although I, not just, I just don't know there's just so many teams and this is something I've not considered before but thematically kind of works which is a Lizardman and Slan team so they both fall into Lawful they both fall into Lawful but the whole idea of this is uh, Lizardman Croxigore and uh, Slan Croxigore on the line
1: Ooh, both of them with that guard is- wasn't this the one you posted in the chat saying Yeah? Why has yeah. no one thought of this? <laughs>
0: well how has no one thought of this? It's because I was looking at a slan roster for for Bournemouth bowl and I was like, ah, oh, if only they had a little bit more muscle. And I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be great if they had Saurus? And then it kind of tweaked. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So so this is my build for, for this. This is my, my first brew idea. Two croxigores, both with guard. So that's just normal skills. Three Saurus, one with leader. Okay. Armor nine strength four, they're pretty tough guys. So you put the three Saurus on the line with the two Croxigore, you've got Guard Guard, therefore you've got a line of five strength five guys right there.
1: Oh, that's brutal.
0: That's yeah. that's oh, good. That's that's a strong front line. Okay, that's that's, that's not bad. Uh, and on top of that you've got a skink, three slan linemen, and two slan catchers. So it's only an eleven man build. Um, with three rerolls because you have to take the highest costed rerolls so this slanner normally 50k but lizards are 60. so you've got three re-rolls uh, and leader. so the reason you've got four re-rolls is because you've got two catchers and three linemen that all have leap and one of the one of the catchers has got shore hands. so that's a movement seven strength two but edge four. Diving catch, leap, very long legs, sure hands model. So he stays back, he gets the ball, and you've got a two two of those. You've got a skink for the, the movement eight, you've got a bunch of sl- slant linemen as well, and you've got a bunch of strength five on the line.
1: I just think it'd be a really fun team to play. It's basically Lizardman plus. That sounds amazing. I actually really want to play against that. I think it would play like no other team before. Yeah, I agree. Like, Lizards are already pretty good, and then kind of just made them even you got rid of the the kind of stunty line men and replaced them with actual players.
0: Mm. Yeah, I
1: don't know if uh, if dropping
0: that third the the well if if you take leader, you can drop the third reroll and then either buy another player or take an apothecary to keep the catcher on the pitch. It's worth considering. Mm. Yeah, definitely worth considering. We need some test games. Oh, we should definitely get some test games. But obviously we'd have to do it uh, via teleconferencing. Um yes. <laughs> Which is less than ideal. And that's the downside, because all of my, uh, my Blood Bowl fancies, Sevens or Mixed Teams, uh, you can't play online very well. So uh, that's a bit of a shame.
1: Does BB2 have Mixed Team support?
0: It does. I'm not sure. Well, first of all, it doesn't have Slam, which is sad. Oh, right. It or Kislev, right? Left. Yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> it just wouldn't it's look only right. only for testing well yeah I have been running a dev team on BB2 to give them a bit of a test to find out if the catchers are good and it turns out that they die um, so okay, cool. probably better in tournaments than leagues I think because <laughs> they just come right back again but um, yeah look that's Bonehead Bowl 30th of May in pool at in tournament. hopefully it will go ahead and we'll have some absolutely brilliant brilliant builds but do start brewing these lists because they will come in handy in a In a few weeks' time, and that's a bit of foreshadowing. But one of our competitions may just be roster entries, so get brewing and you know start thinking about what you would want to run if you were coming to to, to Bonehead Bowl. Yeah, that'd be great, love to see some of them. Uh, and yeah, we've got some painting to do with these guys, then Ben.
1: Got some fun. Oh, god, so much! It's, It's always a team to paint. I know, it's so good. (laughs) <laughs> it's so
0: good like yes okay it's quite good that these tournaments are being cut because it gives a little bit of a reprieve of pressure but i don't know it's really exciting to think right in a couple of weeks time a couple of months time i've got to build this team for this event and I, I like playing to the meta um so yeah having a couple of months off is probably a good thing but as long as it's back and we can do stuff by the end of may because all that means is that everyone's got two and a half months to to choose a mixed team to come and play hell yeah <laughs> right so uh i'm very passionate about mixed teams i always have been since episode one of the podcast and i'm also quite passionate about sevens so last episode last episode was
1: it last episode of the episode before ben uh i think it was last episode yeah
0: we put out a shout and said hey has anyone got some special sevens rules that they really enjoy playing or they're really excited to talk about chuck them to us and we'll talk about them on the show and uh we had a couple of really good entries and we're going to take a quick break and come back and just talk about some special Blood Bowl 7's rules. So we got a lot of rules. We got a lot of rules submitted to us and uh, there is far too many for us to talk through, which is amazing, which means we can talk about it on another podcast. And... This is just leaving out the majority of the crazy rules I've been brewing up as well. And I know that <laughs> Sam from Club's got some very cool rules, and we're going to have him on at some point yeah. to talk about them, because I think that's very tempting. Um, so what we've done is we've looked at our submissions, and we've we've kind of just pulled out three, four, five that we want to talk about. I want to float so that you guys can start thinking about them, whether they're cool, and just you and I, Ben, we can talk through and, and, and say what our opinions on them are. Yeah. Um, no, love to. Okay, okay. So the first one we hotlisted was the altered kickoff table from George. Now, George has a second name that I have too much respect for him as a Blood Bowl enthusiast to get wrong. Um, but this is the guy who runs the Sydney Bowl Sevens Tournament Series in Australia. So Yeah. Yeah, had a lot of chat with a uh, lot of chats with George about Sevens. I absolutely adore the way his mind works because he pulls me, he calls me out on some stuff and I absolutely love it. Um, he is a strong believer that there shouldn't be tiering in 7s. Um,
1: mmm, hot take.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what his angle is, or his angle is they deserve more money. It's basically not skills. It's cool. I like the way he thinks. And he's running a, a tournament series that's just 7s out there, which is... Brilliant. So exciting! It makes me want to do the same thing. But apparently, right now, tournaments are a bad idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> not all that great. So, we're just going to read through um, the rules that he submitted, and then we'll we'll start. We'll, we'll talk through them as we go, Ben. If that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, altered kickoff table. So, kickoff revised kickoff table to a, allow the kicking team an opportunity to turn over the play. B, have more consideration of setups. C. Remove opportunities for uh, movement nine players to one turn touchdown. And D, remove changing weather as it mostly results in nice and doesn't really impact on the kick, um, as well as expediting the, the match. Um, and We'll see what he means by that in a minute. He hasn't introduced these rules, but there's something he's planning on introducing to one of his tournaments coming out soon. So, kickoff table. So the seven's kickoff table is slightly different anyway. So we'll just read through this as we go. So on a two, you've got throw a rock. Okay, which is different. Because Throw Rock is normally uh, 11, isn't it? It's normally 11, yeah. Yeah. So Throw Rock is now 2, so it happens less frequently. Okay, number 3, here we go, we've got a new one. Hometown Hooligans. Each coach rolls a D6 and has their fame. For the duration of the drive, the team with the highest result, uh, re-roll if the result is equal, gets plus 1 assist for all blocks and fouls against opponents on the sidelines really like that it's creative it is cool I'm pretty sure that's uh, well it's very similar to one of the game's workshop stadiums um, and yeah it's 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 quite a simple rule it's very fluffy and you can play around it as an opponent yeah you can so you will it will be advantageous every now and again and is great for surfing people um, but it's not overpowered it doesn't have an immediate effect on the game it's no blitz anyway which is great yeah yeah, definitely. So we've got number four, which is offensive motion, which is normal. And mm-hmm. here we have another special one, which is bad kick. So roll a d6, scatter the ball again up to that number of squares in a direction chosen by the receiving team. Oh, that's really cool. What do you think to that one then, Ben?
1: I like it. It's kind of like, um, I guess, almost like kick off return in a way, right? Yeah, it is. You, you it's, kind it's, of, yeah, just with a bit more random. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just I like it because you can. It's going to be quite easy, I reckon, to get touchbacks from that. So it's pretty strong. Um, but you know, sevens. Well, that's it. This things, is for things changes.
0: So the kickoff yeah. area is is massive in sevens. Yeah, exactly. So Two thirds of the yeah. pitch scatter the ball again up to the number of squares in a direction chosen by the receiving team. So if you were kicking to me. I'm going to get that ball exactly where I want it, whether it's a a touchback. Um, It's basically always going to be a touchback, isn't it? Yeah, or you catch it on a player. Do you think that rule should be
1: slightly adjusted to say it has to stay in bounds? Maybe. I think just kind of giving a touchback is really strong, but then high kick is a thing. That yeah. is almost a touch, but I mean, you guess you got to do usually like a four plus roll, though. Yeah,
0: it's so a, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if that one needs to be tweaked ever so slightly, but still, I really, really? like really like the premise. Uh, so number six is cheering fans. Uh, number seven is riot. So we've moved riot from three to get into seven, and this is what he said about expediting the games. So Ben, you and I have played many games of sevens. Uh, yep. It gets to turn six, and quite often you kind of. I need. We need to roll the three. We need to roll that riot, otherwise I've got no chance. Oh, yeah, or, you know, yeah. or it, it just speeds up the game. I kind, I quite like that, um, and it. I yeah. guess, I guess it does kind of show the sevens um, unprofessionalism of the league, perhaps that they're going to let the clock run when they shouldn't. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that does. I, you know, I I do quite like how riot changes the play, and having it in sevens is. Isn't a bad thing. It's either just going to make the game over quicker, so you can move on with your
0: life, or it's going to give it's going to create more games because you're going to have more opportunity to bring it back. It's almost a catch-up mechanic.
1: Yeah, and having it on seven is like it's going to happen a lot.
0: Yeah, oh, that's actually very clever. Very clever. I like that. Um, yeah. Okay, number eight, brilliant coaching, same as normal. So number nine, perfect kick. Okay, similar to five. Uh roll a D6, scatter the ball again up to that number of squares in a direction chosen by the kicking
1: team now. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? I dunno, that feels stronger than bad kick, maybe? You're gonna put it I'm not sure actually. It's gonna end up exactly where you want it. But then sometimes not, like you get a six it's it not going it, to do you any favours. It says up to that number of squares. Okay. Oh, up to. Oh, yeah. Okay, that is exactly uh, where you want it
0: really, isn't so, it? So you get a bad scatter, and it, this result gives you an opportunity to, to, to save the day, to have that ball actually curve back into the bounds. Or uh, Actually, I assume if it's going to scatter out of bounds, it's a no-go anyway. But you know what I mean? Like, It's going to go right where the throw is, and then you end up managing
1: to swing it back out. I don't know. I, I think... I think I, I'm gonna say, yeah. and sorry, George, is I think I don't like this because I think it invalidates kick, and I really like kick. It kind of feels like you have less reason to take kick when this is an option you can get. Although it is only on a nine. Mm, I don't know. It's
0: It's It's cool. It's less interesting than bad kick. Um. It's yeah. Yeah. It, it's an interesting one. So number ten, defensive rush. So roll a d six. Uh, that number of players on the kicking team receive
1: a bonus turn. So this is like a semi-blitz. Mm. Pretty good, pretty strong blitz because there's no downside, right? Blitz, you can't do any players in type of zones, can you?
0: Well, yeah, but this is um, this is D6, so you kind of...
1: Um, oh, missed that part completely. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. you know, it could just be... Actually, you could tweak this to be like players that are not on the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, which is like more like blitz, isn't it? Yeah, so one of of George's design
0: considerations uh, was I'm sure I read it. Oh, consideration of setups. So actually if you had defensive rush but players who are not on the line of scrimmage uh, got a bonus turn it would still give you that, right, do I want to put all three on the line if I get, you know which is what he wants. Yeah. Um, But is it going to be overpowered to get that first blitz across the pitch in
1: um i th- i here's the thing i think blitz is overpowered anyway blitz blitz in elevens is definitely overpowered yeah i think it's less i don't know i don't know actually i don't think- i think it's i think it's still strong here i think it might be overpowered i think having that gap of six is one of the things that makes sevens interesting because it takes you a turn to really get there so let's think about the, the the result of
0: charge where you get to roll a, uh, where you get to choose zero one two or three and move your entire team closer there are definitely times in sevens where you just go mm, i'm fine because if i get any closer you're yeah. just gonna blitz me exactly so i think there's always going to be that element of ooh, i've rolled a four so i can move this guy up here and i can move these three here and possibly get a single blitz in But then a guy's in base contact and you've got a counter blitz. I I like the way it changes that set piece. It takes away that set piece tactic. Uh, So I do like that angle. I don't like the idea of introducing blitz. But I think that's what George has tried to do. He said, right, I don't want blitz in sevens because it is just big sigh. you know." But this (laughs) way, he's introduced a way to break up the flow of the game, which which I think is clever. I'm a fan of that. We should, it's we should, more
1: interesting than charge you are right
0: yeah we should try it we should try this rule out because I think that's yeah, quite absolutely it's quite cool uh, <laughs> number 11 know it all hecklers so each coach rolls a d6 and has their fame for the duration of the drive one randomly selected on the team with the lowest result gets the bonehead skill oh <laughs> that is brilliant <laughs> what a way to ruin a team <laughs> I, I think it's I awesome love it. I, think it's, I think that's great I absolutely it's, love it it's a super thematic rule and it doesn't it feels like a an individual tournament rule as opposed to a set piece but he's
1: making these rules for his tournament so this is
0: yeah i like that it's very thematic
1: yeah Um, so is the idea here i'm guessing with no hecklers that they're spending their turns to to school the crowd is that the idea
0: Maybe well I don't know I I just assumed that the crowd were upsetting them and they were getting distracted and spending their time yeah. screaming back at the crowd or correcting the crowd I don't know yeah but yeah. we see it Enough professional it. football these days I mean everybody <laughs> yeah um I'm just glad that it's not uh, it's not offensive hecklers it's just know it alls so well done well played yeah. George and number twelve is the classic pitch invasion which you can't get rid of because you know That's ooh, yeah exactly it's like carnage so I love that kickoff I love some of those results and I really like the way he's added the challenge of considering your setup you know and and the, and, and flexing the turn I like the use of Riot on a 7 I think that's yeah. quite I think that's quite clever you will see more games end when they should and games stay alive when they wouldn't have before and I think that's a great thing
1: yeah I agree I, it, it's 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 very sevens, you know, fast-paced. It is very I'm sevens. Re- I'm re- predictable.
0: I like it, George. You should run some tournaments. Um, yes. <laughs> well, she does. <laughs> so the next one was from Stephen Knowles and uh, terrain buying. So we have a history on the podcast of loving terrain in Blood Bowl. Yes, and this do. this is just the beginning. I've got some great stuff coming. Uh, well, some high, some great stuff I consider. But, you know, it, it, that's... I. My blood bowl, my ideal blood bowl game, looks uh, a lot different than I think most people's, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's got giants, walls, traps, spells—you know, just absolute <laughs> carnage—which um, makes sense because people ask, like, oh, you know, what tournament are you running this weekend? Like, what are you up to? Like, what are you doing? What event is this? What did you get forty people doing at the BIC this weekend? I don't understand. I'm like, it's 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 American football meets Dungeons and Dragons, and then they yeah, go. Yeah, that's a okay all right fine (laughs) i think my my version of blood bowl with all the crazy rules bolted on is literally that i'm just looking for a really good beholder miniature uh, and then i'm all there
1: all there i can link you one i can link you
0: one danger yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so terrain buying so stephen's rule for this so stephen put together a, a big rules pack Called the uh, what was it the the Apprentice Appreciation Bowl, which is a whole bunch of rules tied towards his idea for Blood Bowl sevens, Uh, Dungeon Bowl sevens, sorry. So I've looked at a couple of bits and we've we've pulled out a couple of bits to talk about. Terrain buying is a really interesting element. So at the start of each match, uh, each coach will be given a number of terrain points, usually four. That allow them to purchase the following terrain pieces. They then take turns, starting with the kicking team, to place the pieces down. At half time, the teams will swap sides. So be careful. I like that. The pitch is set up the same every time. Um, so every time you get like a a kickoff and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you get, let's say you get four points, which is what he's recommended. So for one point, you can have a wall, which takes up two squares next to each other. Uh, walls can't be moved through or passed over, and uh, so walls and things use the rules from Dungeon Ball which is uh, if you get pushed into them you instead go prone in the square you were in and you get a, an armour roll basically with plus one um, so your one point gets you a wall that's two squares next to each other for a one point you can have a column which takes up one square columns can't be moved through and you can you, when a pass is attempted over a column roll a d6 on a 5 plus it bounces off so again not bad. One point. Plinth takes up one square. Standing on a plinth gives plus one strength as well as plus one catch, intercepts and pass rolls. Being pushed off a plinth knocks that player down immediately. Uh, we've got a pool. So takes up four squares in a square. Each square of a pool takes two movement to move through. Uh, the ball will not bounce if it lands in a pool. And being knocked down into a pool means there is a minus one uh, to the player's injury roll. So the idea is you splash in the water, it's harder to move through, but you don't get hurt, because, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so for two points, this is the real fun stuff, you get a pit, takes up one square, mm-hmm. can be leapt over as a dodge roll, that's that's quite cool. Um, failing that or being pushed into it is an instant injury roll. Rolling stun places the player into reserves, because they have to climb back out of it. So for two points you can put a pit down and if you push a guy in it, basically they're out uh, until mm-hmm. the, the end of the drive. Uh, yeah, this is, this is, co- it. this is cool. it's cool, isn't it? Um, okay, we've got a blessed statue. Two points as well. Takes up one square. Can't be moved through. Blessed statues give plus one strength to all players adjacent. It's kind of like a opponent guard, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, 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 it's omni-guard. It gives guard to everybody.
1: Yeah, that's true, yeah.
0: Can you imagine that? Just running up to the statue, touching it, getting some bad 80s-like lighting effect around you and then just <laughs> and just having more strength. It's quite <laughs> yeah. cool. At three points, we've got a teleporter. Teleporters take up one square. They come in pairs, so you deploy them both. Moving onto one means you appear uh, instantly to a random square next to the other one, pushing players out the way as normal. So. You, for three points, can place some teleporters down and then you can bamf across the pitch, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And then finally, and this one is my favourite, is the chest. Takes up one square. A player may open one as an action. Um, Like a blitz, it costs one movement and the player can carry on afterwards. When it's open, roll a d6 and consult this table. On a one, trapped. Uh, Basically, it blows up. They get knocked down and... Rolled for armor as if they got a mighty blow and it causes a turnover and the chest is removed. Okay, which that's a very mm. dungeon ball thing. Very. This one's really cool. <clears throat> mimic. So on a two, the chest becomes a mimic and has the following stats four, five, one, seven, ball and chain, sure feet, claw, no hands. When it's first <laughs> revealed, I know, I know, right? When it's first revealed, it immediately throws a block at the player that opened it. Uh causing a turnover if that player is subsequently knocked down after each player after each player's turn uh after after each player must move the mim. oh after that each player must move the mimic choosing to go for it or not at the start of each turn before moving any other players if the mimic is ever knocked out or injured it does not go to the turnover um it's just removed at the end of the drive
1: i I, I do enjoy that I do enjoy that. You can kind of like you just get another player that's on both sides. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> so it. Just it's to a cause
0: damage, force of nature, and then it's just moving around, ball and chaining every single turn. Uh, yeah, I actually think four movement is too much. Is too much. I think. I think.
1: Yeah, especially as you'd uh, definitely be going for it because I, if it goes I, out, it doesn't big matter. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah. So I think it's two, gonna
0: help you. two yeah. movement is probably better. Um, yeah. But what a great reason to get a mimic miniature, like boom the chest turns into a mimic and then it's just running around pac manning your opponents but you take it in turns it's wicked absolutely love that that's brilliant Stephen number three empty remove the chest number four gold the team that opens the chest gains an extra bribe for the rest of the match yeah cool and then it gets really exciting so on a five a ball appears uh, the chest is removed and a ball is placed in the square. The first team to score with any of the balls on the pitch gets the point, and all the other balls go away. And the end of the drive is normal. How do you feel about that?
1: That's very. What was that? What's the game where you have multiple balls? We were we were, getting, we were looking to play. It's got like four end zones that have two balls. Oh, uh, death zone.
0: Yeah. Death zone or something? I can't remember. Was that it? I no, no, remember. no, not death zone. Oh, I cannot remember at all. Right, let's have a quick look anyway. on Variance. variants. Up going straight there. There we go. But yeah, so that's quite cool. I like that. You can get another ball. Um,
1: really changes the game. That's Death Bowl. That's it. Death Bowl, yeah.
0: I'd love a game of Death Bowl.
1: And on a six,
0: <laughs> uh, loot. The player that opened the chest gains the benefit of a magic item card from the LRB6 magic item deck.
1: You sure you didn't write this one?
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> We <laughs> didn't, man. Don't worry. If I, if I wrote this, they'd be like, "It would affect your team's development in a league. It would be everything. You have to yeah. take a mortgage. <laughs> it would be awesome. It'd be great." which <laughs> you can have a three-month holiday from, as long as you're, you know, not renting. <laughs> Current affairs, topical. Current affairs. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's Stephen. That that's a very cool thing. I should have just done the treasure chest, the treasure chest. But the the idea of being able to buy and pre-plan out terrain that affects the pitch and affects the flow of the game oh fantastic and then a mimic as well like boom I'm so on board <laughs> so on board with this Um. okay okay how are we doing how are we doing for time we've got enough, we've got enough time for one more Ben do you think yeah absolutely alright so which one do we want to look at do we want to look at arena ball or the dungeon ball 7's teams 'Cause they're both they're both good.
1: I think we will look at the sevens teams. Okay, let's
0: look at the seven. Just because teams. it's a little bit more different. It is actually, yes. Yeah. So this is again from Stephen. This this is a cool one. So he went to some effort and designed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The eight colleges of magic. They've got teams to choose from and he's put together this pack on how to Build a Dungeon Bowl 7's team and also how to run a league environment with it which I absolutely adore so I'm not going to read the list of teams but I will ask if I can share it at some point um, probably mm-hmm. in the um, XBBL group or in the 7's group or both because this this is literally, <laughs> literally fits both so to make a Dungeon Bowl 7's team you must first choose a college then pick two teams from within that college and you must take at least three players from each team Sounds like hangover ball to me. Um, yep. as usual you may only take four positionals um as per the sevens rules. Star players may be rostered to the team after they have purchased six players, but they count as one of your positional slots. Which I think makes a lot of sense. Uh normal yep. rules for apothecaries and necromancers, they only work for the teams that for the players that can use them. Um, buh, 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 same as normal um, the head coach can still argue the call your head coach is also a wizard and may cast one of your college's spells once per game so he's put in there 16 spells as well so two for each college absolutely I quite like normal.
1: that, I quite like the coaches having an impact on the game definitely Like
0: that. it's definitely something we want to look at in the future because yeah. that's such a cool idea um, however if they argue the call and are sent off they can't cast a spell for the rest of the game so Adds a bit of risk, which is cool. Um, if one of your teams can take a reduced um, cost inducement, you can. So if you go half goblin, you can still get the cheap bribes. Um, all rerolls cost 100k each. Yeah, like that. And this is just a wonderful little line to put in there. One lineman can purchase a secret weapon. See later. Yes. And uh, we, we we will have to cover that in a different episode. Ah, oh. oh, that's great. Though. <laughs> We've talked about secret weapons on the podcast before and i think we need to we need to redress this because he's done some great work so uh due to the tournament level up rules and the expendable skill he's put actually he's actually made an adjustment due to the expendable skill basically um you get petty cash for for that mm-hmm. the kind of same way you do so you 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 do t v like you normally would in a league match um and you can you get extra gold so just very very normal however this is this is the bit that i really like about this which is before the first round and after every round except the final you can spend extra gold based on your races tier uh, these are listed in each, each team listing you gain both races gold every round and this gold can be used to purchase new players staff inducements re-rolls skills and stat ups for your players based on the league costs unspent gold is saved between rounds Um, and only one player can gain a skill or stat up per round but can gain extra skills in subsequent rounds so what he's done is he's got this sevens thing and rather than use SPP um, to uh, where you know teams get different kind of inflation rates of SPP and 11s and things and that that can have a massive impact on sevens he's kind of limited it so you get X amount of gold each so depending on your team so you might get 10k from one team and 20k from another so after every game you get 30,000 team value essentially to spend on upgrades so you might give somebody a double or just take a single and save that extra gold for the next round to give someone else you know and two doubles or a strength up or something as it grows after each game it stays kind of static and what it does is it buffs the lower tier teams So that their team value will gradually increase slightly more than the higher tiered teams. So you know, wood elves are going to get a skill every game. You know, maybe a double every few games, whereas actually, a team with halflings in might get two skills after the first game and might be able to afford a little bit more of the second
1: game and things like that. I I think it's a really
0: clever way
1: to grow sevens. What do you think? Yeah, and the permanent inducements is really nice because it means you're encouraged to grow those teams like where you could have got the inducement before when you were really cheap, you can... You can carry keep on. them. You can keep yeah, them. Yeah, you can still give the skills to those, like, snotlings and things like that.
0: And, yes, all right, maybe you get uh, 20k, but you're not going to spend it because you want to save up and get a double next time. Okay, yep. fine. They spent their 20k, so they have team value plus 20 of you. But you've taken that. You've made that choice. You're like, I'm going to suck it up, not take... The single this time so I can take a double next time instead it's yeah. a choice, I really I really like that it's very elegant um, and sounds like it needs a, a damn good spreadsheet so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got some time <laughs> might have to do it Yeah. there's one last thing that I do want to mention because I, wa- I want to float the idea now because I'd love to talk about it in a future episode and it can be a big topic but this one I'm just going to touch on okay. Al- an alternative scoring system for Blood bowl.
1: Mm. So, teased this before uh, yeah. in the group chat
0: so, so Ben have a look at the show notes I can't remember yes. what page it's on because I hid the bit where it tells me which page I'm on at the moment I'll just I've got the chart
1: up is that, is that um, the bit I'm looking at page 11
0: altered scoring Yes. Um, so yeah we talked about this in our group chat I don't think it was on the discord I think it was on whatsapp but uh, in 11s and in 7s it tends to be slightly easier to score in, uh, in the corner of an end zone, so yeah. in, in your wide zones. So what if scoring a touchdown net you more than one point, but based on where you scored the touchdown? So provisionally, and let me just float this out there for our listeners, because I would love to hear your feedback on all of these rules, but, you know, do think about this one: sevens or 11s, doesn't really matter. Three points for scoring a touchdown in a wide zone. 4 points for scoring a touchdown otherwise, but 5 points if you score it dead center. So you're going to end up with different scores. So yes, if you score two touchdowns, it's always going to you're always going to beat someone who scored one touchdown. That's important. But if you go up there and you grind your way through and you manage to they leave their their end zone wide open and you can get that center square for 5 points. Your touchdown is worth more than someone who's snuck in and done, say, a two turn sneaky side cage with Skaven, <laughs> like to get a cheeky. They score three points for ending up in the side, but you grind yeah. down the pitch and score four points for getting a middle touchdown or five for dead center. It gives you that, it gives you the differentiation. And yes, I think you guys flagged up and said, well, they can just run up and move around and get into the center square, but then you're kind of incentivised
1: to leave a guy back on that center square. Yeah, you are right. It changes the defence. So, like, it means you you probably wouldn't leave your defence open as open. You'd you'd have a safe try and funnel them into the side. Yeah, because generally speaking, in any kind of game, it's easier to score a touchdown
0: in the sides because there's less spread, yeah. there's less defence. Okay, well bad play or good play or risky play or just winning at blood bowl will mean that you can score more points which therefore you know can differentiate yourself in a league in a tournament and add a bit more tactics like right actually i'm going to go for the cheeky side cage i'm going to spread my defense so they can they can get a three pointer but i'm on 8 points right now and they're on 3 so if they want to equalize they're going to have to hit the middle otherwise their yeah. second touchdown is not going to score them as many points and this is totally Totally inspired by the XFL. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah. So NFL, you've got uh, two choices of point after, which is you can kick it for one point, or you can run it in again for two points. by run, I mean you can throw, you you can score another touchdown, but you get two points. So it kind of gets that. The XFL changed that. They got rid of the kick, and they said you run another play. you, You have to go and try and get another touchdown, but you can do it at the I don't know, two yard line or the five yard line for one point a bit further back for two points and a lot further back for three points so you get that bigger catch-up mechanic and that got me thinking about Blood Bowl and I was like, it's a lot easier sometimes to score in the wide zone and actually, and in rugby because um, you do the kick after the, po- the kick after. Yeah. and depending on where you score is obviously where you get to kick from so yes. trying to score in the centre of the pitch which generally is harder defended
1: will earn you more points yeah, it's a clever idea. I'd so definitely just, be willing to give this a go. And I think it's one of those things where we give it a few runs and then tweak it, like if it turns out that. Yeah. Actually, it's really easy to get in the middle. Then you can maybe do some tweaks.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, at that point, a touchdown is still a touchdown. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it shouldn't affect it too much. It will just help differentiate ties, I think. Which, yeah, like you said, might be broken, might not be. But anyway, so thank you for... Talking through these seven things with me, Ben, I can't believe how little
1: we actually touch. <laughs> yeah, um, we had so much, though. We we may have to do a, a bonus <laughs> or well, something. i tell you what, looking at
0: the schedule of topics over the next few episodes and the impending travel reduction, we might have to uh, bump this up. So um, if you guys are out there listening and uh, you're not covered in some of the rules we talked about today... If you've got more ideas, chuck them up to us or join the XBBL Facebook group or the Blood Bowl 7's Facebook group, which I'll link in the show notes, and just start sharing your ideas. Because right now, I don't know we've got a lot more to do than come up with great ideas.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be prime time for that. It is. And
0: talking of prime time for sitting around coming up and brewing up clever ideas, we're going to move on to, instead of the star player segment... A little spoiler for something we've got coming up soon. Hey everyone, it's Ben here from the Bonehead Podcast and welcome to episode one of Roster Rumble. The participation competition where you send in Blood Bowl rosters to us based on our specifications. We pick some of our favourites and using the science known as Theory Bowl, we argue about who we think should win. We've got some great rosters for you today and to that end, today's co-host and opponent, today's co-ponent will be Tide Ben. So that is a prelude to what we have been working on or what we're going to start... Well, yeah, what we've been working on, I think, is probably fair to say. So Roster Rumble is gonna be an additional show that we have on our podcast channel for a little while. We're gonna give it we're gonna give it a try. Um we wanna do something different, we wanna do something extra, and what you're gonna find is that we're gonna do the regular show, it's not gonna change. We may not do star players all the time, but to be fair, we're thirty eight episodes in and we're kinda of running out because we tend to go through them when we do a team. Yeah. So we're going to do Roster Rumble as a mini little sideshow that's going to come out on their on off week. So every week you will have a bonehead podcast, podcast to listen to. But what is it? So Roster Rumble, the idea is we spend so much time brewing up rosters in the group chat, on Facebook, on just in meetings, you know. <laughs> You know, oh. <laughs> so yeah. if I should be that on air? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it happens. It happens. But there's so many tournament builds to do, like Bournemouth Bowl. You know, I think we each had like three or four different teams we could take. Sevens is just limitless, and then we've got Star Sevens coming up. You know, in um, in a few seasons' time on, on Seven Super Series, and it's just so much fun to talk through these rosters that we thought actually let's make a segment about it but let's add a bit of spice um so what this is going to be is ben or ian or whoever i can trick into joining me on the segment we're going to each going to choose two rosters we're going to choose one roster submitted by a listener and it could be based on the fact that this is a this is this is going to be one of the most winningest rosters this is great or this is just absurdly fun and this could be wild and and manic and we're just going to talk through and theory bowl which list is going to win. And when I say theory bowl, I mean actually it's going to be a case of, right, we're going to flip for the kick. We're going to roll to see who gets the kick because we want to talk through the strategy of the team. So I think we've done this several times, Ben, when we've looked at tournament rosters, it's like, right, what happens if you receive the kick? Yeah. Alright. So you, you did it with your skaven earlier, like, right, okay, actually the plan on here is we fill a side cage and then turn to launch pad in there yes but my roster has got a minor tool with tackle so actually he's going to put it right in there and we've got a tentacles guy and he's going to he's going to stall that side cage okay fair enough i'll give you that so it's probably going to take three turns to get a touchdown yeah okay fine so now you're kind of looking at turn three turn four to get the ball back so now your team's receiving what's your strategy and we're gonna we're just gonna talk through and theory bowl this game based on the strengths and weaknesses of the teams until one of us concedes that, yeah, the other team is probably going to win, or no, this team is just too much fun, and yes, there's a chance that it's going to lose 3-0, but there's <laughs> a chance it's going to win 4-0. The idea is we just want to talk through some great rosters and just play a little bit of theory bowl to see who's going to win. And we do have a tiebreaker, because it's very likely that you're going to have your favourite, Ben, I'm going to have my favourite, mm-hmm. and it's going to be tough. To choose and we're going to get game referee involved so for every every um episode every match of roster rumble is going to have a little tiny segment that we can use we we don't necessarily we're not always going to need it but we can use to bring in the deciding vote uh, so i'm gonna get ian who will be doing the first one um to just record a little audio segment saying as the game referee, I think the edge has to go to this one. And the idea it. is, we just get to compete.
1: I think it'll be really good fun. Yeah, this would be great. I think it'll be. It's really good if you've got a tournament list. Let's say, let's say you're going to a tournament and you need to take a list, and you just want like an opinion, thinking how will this do? Um, we can we can kind of just put it to the the theory test, and I might you know we might even in advance doing roster rumble give it a little go and like fumble or something, just a quick little testing. Would that happen in that situation? That might give me a little bit of insight to, yeah, so I, I might, I might, I'm going to be trying all out to get my list to win. Ah, oh, fantastic. I, I love the idea of competitive list building because,
0: yes. you know, that's what Age of Sigmar is. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's just bring this into Blood Bowl. So what we want you to do, and that's why it's called a participation competition, is we want you guys to submit in rosters based on our specifications. And the first season, so the first few episodes is gonna be star sevens build. So Blood Bowl sevens, you've got 700,000. You have to take at least one star player. Um, but the star players can be included in your minimum numbers. So you need seven players minimum and that can include your star players. So if you take two star players, you only need five other guys to have a legal team. You know, you know the, the standard stuff. Standard stuff and there are skills as well because actually when we're talking through rosters that important Okay, I'm not going to take two re-rolls. I'm going to take three so I can use that skill here instead Um, Very simple and I'll get this out on the social media Probably Saturday, maybe Friday or something. We'll see how the world goes Tier one two normal skills Tier two two normals in a double and tier three two normals and two doubles so Over to you guys. Get your Star 7s rosters in now. But what we want to know is we want to know your build, we want to know your skills, but most importantly, we want to know why. We want to know that either the strategy or the I have always wanted to try out an 11 Noblar list. And this is what I'd spend the rest of my money on. uh, Because I think that's just, you know, apparently that's that's the theme of today. But um, yeah, we want to know what your plan is with the list so that when we theory bowl it, we can do it,
1: as as fairly as possible. I think I'd be uh, like a word for crafting it. I think I'd definitely be more attracted to it if it's thematically clever. I think if you've got some kind of theme as to how this star fits into the team, then I'd be all De- about that. Definitely. So yes, while well, Roxana
0: and uh, four Amazon blitzers with uh, two other line women that you're going to give block to uh, is a very very strong list. We might not choose it because it might not be interesting enough. It might not have its uniqueness yes. um, and and be the most fun. And there will be times where one list that we've taken, we theory ball it out, and it should lose against another list. But we might unanimously agree that we would want that list to win because it's more fun, <laughs> because it's more, because it's more in, in more in, more intelligent, more clever, more fun, more unique. So yes, don't worry. If you've got a great idea, it can still win against very good lists, especially in Theory ball. And,
1: yeah, uh, I think if I like them enough, I'm going to be hard-pressed to not <laughs> make a team based on it. Sorry. Oh, and this is the other dangerous thing. So yeah.
0: there's, there's two two more aspects of this. First of all, if your list does win a round of, um, of Roster Rumble, I, I have had dice made, especially, and I will send you a dice got one right here it's got the rr logo on it and uh, yeah you can earn yourself a dice for being successful in roster rumble it's a very tiny prize for um, just something that's a little bit fun but secondly we're in season two of seven super series right now which is a secret build season three is going to be all ordinary teams again very much like season one season four is planning to be star sevens so actually this initial roster build if there's something really fun it could just change up what we need to paint for Season 4 because actually if you come up with a really clever build, we'll, we might use that on YouTube um, yeah. for Series 4, which would be really cool. If someone comes up with a star player list that we've not thought about for Sevens, uh, it could just change. It could change everything we've got planned for Season 4, which I think would be really exciting.
1: Yeah, can't wait. i looking forward to this. Send in your entries.
0: It'll be, be good fun yep so start sending them in now we'll update you when we move on to the next season but you should hear the first episode in the next few weeks and I am really looking forward to it cool well that does wrap up another accidentally monstrous episode and <laughs> ri- ridiculously we didn't even cover everything I, I, I just, we're on episode 38 and there's so much to talk about oh, it's a good problem to have <laughs> it's a great problem to have and talking of great problems to have you guys have us There's loads of content out there from us. We really want to hear from you. So if you've got crazy ideas, you've got stuff going on, you just want to have a chat, send us a message, join the Discord. You know, Let us know what you're up to. um, And, uh, yeah, let us know what's going on in your Blood Bowl world. Ben, thank you so much for joining me again today. Thanks for having me. Always, always, always a pleasure. And, uh, right, guys, thanks very much. And we will see you very, very
1: soon. Bye-bye.